Hi guys, before we, you start this episode, we have to share that the timing is just crazy. Yeah, we recorded this episode on August 29th, mm-hmm. and we just heard the news today that Queen Elizabeth has passed away. Sadly. May God rest her soul, Queen Elizabeth. So if you hear us say anything in the episode about her outliving Charles, or speaking about her in the present tense, Mm -hmm. or calling Prince Charles Prince when he's now king. He's now the king. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. We did not know it at the time Mm -hmm. when we recorded this episode. The timing is crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just a little disclaimer. Keep that in mind. And rest in peace to the queen. Mm -hmm. Here's the episode. Long live the queen. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing today? (laughs) (laughs) You sounded Australian. (laughs) (laughs) How are you you doing today? How are you doing today? <laughs> Irish? I guess so. I don't really know. <laughs> yes, today I feel like my accent is not correct or not as it should be. I wish I had an English accent for you all yes. today. I dare you to do the whole episode <laughs> in an English should accent. I, that I w- don't know. <laughs> Probably not, but... <laughs> I genuinely wish I had an English accent so bad. Has Have you ever thought this? Like, what if I just started speaking an English accent? But everybody I know would think I'm, like, a so, sociopath yeah. and judge me. So you can't. You know, it's stuck too with your late. Voice, you it know? is. Because then even when people do move somewhere and then adopt yeah. the accent, then people, like, make fun of them yeah. for it. It has so. to be natural. And I think rarely does somebody totally yeah adopt a british accent yeah as an american but yeah the reason is today we are talking about two members of the royal family oh what members <laughs> are is that that would be <laughs> no i can't stop i'm gonna say their names in, in english okay. accent that would be prince charles and camilla parker bulls <gasps> scandal controversial i know i know it's controversial because if you didn't know if you're like eight years old or something Mm -hmm. because prince charles was married to princess diana lady diana who was beloved by the world Mm -hmm. and then she he cheated on her with camilla parker bowles Mm -hmm. who's not beloved people don't love camilla Besides me. <laughs> um, but that's true. Not beloved, and it was tragic and very sad, and then even more tragic, Diana died. Mm-hmm. Makes it even and, worse. Yeah, it's just very sad, and so people do not like Prince Charles because of this, mm-hmm. Camilla, and yeah, I feel a little nervous about doing this episode. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's a perspective that is never depicted mm-hmm. which is what i think makes it so interesting because yeah. he didn't just cheat on diana with anybody and everybody yeah he cheated with someone who in my perception he genuinely really loved so 
I know it's not good, and I know Diana really wasn't treated very well by Charles, but I always thought, hey, like, that's so kind of, like, sweet that he just loved Camilla. Yeah. And, and spoiler, they're still together to this day. Mm-hmm. So it does make you think, like, whoa, what's up with that? Why didn't he just, why wasn't he just with Camilla in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. You know? It's, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times when people cheat, you know, doesn't, it's not really for love. It's yeah. more for lust. And, and it doesn't ego. last. And, yeah. Yeah. So I know when we saw Spencer together, starring Kristen Stewart, I remember hey, it in girl. the theater after we were like, I think you said we should cover them on our show. Mm-hmm. And I agreed. So now we're doing it. <laughs> But I've always thought, if not us, like, I just want to see it depicted in general from that perspective. Like, yeah. I know, obviously, like, they do Charles on the crown, and, and yeah. there's so much media about them. But yeah. it's always from a very sympathetic lens on Diana, which obviously she deserves. But yeah. it does seem like two people who just really loved each other and it was just terrible circumstances and it seems like charles charles is just as much a victim of the royal family as anybody else it's true it's true <sighs> have you watched the crown like those parts i know i just saw the crown like before mm-hmm. um when they're young when yeah elizabeth is young i haven't watched it and i am still interested in the earlier seasons but after doing all my research for this i watched some of the clips on youtube of Charles and Camilla, and I couldn't, I don't know, I just couldn't do it. Mm. The guy did not look like Charles to me. It was really bugging me, and some of the dialogue I just felt like was so unrealistic. Like, they were saying things that they wouldn't say because they would know it already, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She'd be like, that's like my grandmother, who blah, blah, blah. The exposition. Yeah. Yeah. So I just couldn't do it, but I'm sure it's enjoyable and stuff, but um, I really enjoyed researching this. And I'm glad you encouraged me to do it, because now I'm obsessed. It must have been a big, big yeah. feat to research this, because I imagine there's so much out there. Yeah, I was working on it for a while. I actually just last night finished, like, typing up all my notes, so it took a while. But I'm obsessed now, and I think I'm going to be into Charles and Camilla for, like, the rest of my life, probably. I'm just into them now. I love it. I know it's scandalous, but I find them really interesting, and I have, like, a soft spot for them. The future king and queen. I know. Wait, no, she won't be queen. Oh, wait. I just read that the queen said she would be queen. Yeah, queen consort. Oh, yeah, queen consort. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was scandalous. They still, it's crazy to this day, won't, you know, let her be queen. Because of all this drama. Just Queen Camilla? Yeah. Yeah, She has to be Queen Consort. What does that mean? It's kind of like... I don't know. Just Queen (laughs) by marriage? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find a way to say it. I was going to say, like, subordinate. But (laughs) it's not, like, the same plane. Mm, I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. That will come up. That will come up. That whole title issue. It's Mm. a big drama. Well, I guess I should get into it. This is going to be a long one. But, guys, you don't have to listen all at once. No, you can take breaks and then come back to the mm-hmm. episode. It's and... like an audiobook. Yeah. You know? I try to explain that to my mom because she's like, it's too long. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, you don't have to finish it. You don't have to sit down and listen to the whole thing. It's like, yeah, start 
on your commute or and then come back to yeah, it on a walk or whatever yeah. you're, you're doing maybe you are just lying there i don't know but you don't have to finish it in yeah. one day <laughs> yeah so this might be a long one but i hope you like it all right you ready Mel? i'm ready well just to start i use like two books mostly for this i, I use some on the internet too of yeah. course but the first one was called Prince Charles, The Passions and Paradoxes of an Improbable Life by mm. Sally Bedell Smith. And I really like that book. Very cool. Very interesting. The other book, which I brought with me, is Charles and Camilla by Giles Brandreth, Portrait of a Love Affair. Mm. This one was a lot more, like, gossipy. <laughs> I love that. So the other one was more of a biography. Sometimes in this book, I was like, okay, I don't know if this is because it would be like a friend said this a yeah. friend said that a lot of stuff like that and also like there was a story in this book spoiler a story about women like throwing bread rolls at camilla oh. at a grocery store i know and the other book mentioned that story and said that that wasn't true oh so, <laughs> so that makes you question yeah i question a little bit of this book but yeah. the guy that wrote it actually like worked in um something in the british government and I think he knew a lot of people that knew them. And he literally met, like, Charles and Camilla a few oh, times. Wow. So I think he, like, did know what he was talking about. But yeah. I think some of it could be just gossip. But I tried to, you know, be kind of diligent about that. Yeah, it seems like you, <laughs> I mean, you have two sources. Yeah. <laughs> One's more legit. Yeah, the other one, I mean, both of them, I think they interviewed, like, hundreds of people. Oh, yeah, I'm sure know? so much work yeah. went into it. <gasps> it's crazy. Okay, get into it. So, Prince Charles Philip Arthur George was born November 14th, 1948. Scorpio like me. Mm, yeah, only a few days <laughs> after your birthday. Yeah. I gotta say, I know people hate him and find him annoying, but I feel like I relate a lot to <laughs> Prince Charles. <laughs> um, Charles, if you're listening, I... Wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> if he was? I know. I hope... I hope that the royal family knows this is not an anti-Charles episode and they don't try to get it taken down. No, (laughs) don't go after us. Because I think they do that. I think they are, like, really sensitive about stuff. Yeah. So don't take it down, please. Don't contact Spotify or whatever. Yeah, so born 1948, his mother's the queen. Elizabeth. Oh, nepotism, baby. Nepotism, <laughs> baby. Um, his father, Prince Philip. Charles was a very sensitive, shy child. And mm. he said, and others have said that his father was very hard on him. Ugh. I know. And I said, find Philip quite attractive, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and he said his mother, Charles said his mother was not indifferent so much as detached. Um, yeah. I mean, she was busy. She was. Charles I found, I just think he's so funny. Like, he was really into beautiful things, even as a child. Mm. And this goes on through his whole life. Like, he was intrigued by jewelry and the royal family portraits. And he would admire his great aunt Edwina's hats and call them lovely. And she said, not many seven-year-olds would say that. Um, He was very sensitive. And his father was afraid of, he was afraid of him being spoiled. So he sent him to a really brutal boarding school called Gordonston and the school was intense they would have to like take cold showers wear shorts all year there was corporal punishment 
obviously, and they had to sleep with the windows open all year. Oh, it seems like they're cold all the yeah. time. Yeah, so snow would even get on their beds. That's because crazy. They just wanted them to be tough, I guess. And Charles hated it there. He was yeah. tormented by the other kids at school, and they made fun of him a lot. Oh, that's crazy, making fun of the teacher <laughs> king. I know. Somebody, someone that was his classmate said few students would walk with him to meals or class. Charles said, people were always moving away from me because they don't want to be seen as sucking up. And he was taunted for his big ears. Oh. And he wrote many letters home about how unhappy he was. Mm. And I felt so, so bad for him reading about his childhood, actually, because he was not close at all to his parents. Yeah. He was so alone at school. I don't know if he had, like, any friends. And he, he would just, like, cry with his teddy bear. Mm. <laughs> I know. That's really sad. I know. I like find it hard to believe that kids would bully I know. the future king. I know. I would have been such a little social climber back then. <laughs> I would have been sucking up to him shamelessly. Yeah. Apparently, kids that would suck up to him, the other kids would go like, or whatever to them. Oh. So wow. <laughs> making a sucking up sound. I don't know. So it was a whole dynamic. Like people yeah. were afraid to. Get close well, to it's him, surprising that he wasn't just like, fuck off, leave me alone. Like, no, he was very shy. Um, at school, he was good at reading and writing, drawing and painting, but he struggled in math, which I also relate to. No, I do too. <laughs> um, just to show like how alone he was in his relationship with his parents, apparently in 1954, his parents had been away for six months, and when they returned, they greeted Charles and his sister Anne with a handshake. Oh my god, what I is know. wrong with them? I don't know. <laughs> he was close with his sister Anne, but his younger brothers were much younger than him, and he wasn't as close to them. Mm. Which is good to hear. That's good to hear. <laughs> one of his brothers is yeah, yeah. not a good guy. Yeah. I, I was nervous reading this Me book. Too. Like, who oh, is? does he have some kind of connection to that? I really think he doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just feel like... it. He seems to not like Andrew. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just so, like, distant from each other in general. Like, yeah. I feel like with the royal family, you can't really lump them together and, like, associate them. The fact that his own parents are giving him a handshake. Yeah. It's not like they're going to, like, ride or die for each other. Yeah, they don't know each other that well. I think him and Anne are close, but, yeah. I mean, when he was, like, 20 years old, Andrew was, like, 7 or something. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's like a generational away. Yeah. Yeah, when he he was had the Asian flu, I hadn't heard of that, but I guess that's what it was mm. called. Um, and his parents didn't visit him. And the book made it clear, and it wasn't the gossipy one, the book made it clear that his parents had been inoculated, so there was really no risk of them getting the infection. They just didn't visit him. That's awful. That's so interesting, because I only watched season one of The Crown, mm-hmm. but they make it seem like they're, like, trying to fight against, like, the coldness <laughs> or the royal family or whatever. But it seems like they're yeah. just, like... Not doing a good job of that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people got mad at Charles for saying this kind of stuff when he was older and said it wasn't true, but Mm. I don't know why he would lie about that. And then he kind of retracted. I I think he does love his parents, but he felt very alone. Yeah. But he was very close to his grandma. And sorry, there's so much backstory, but I just want to, like, depict who they are, you know? No, I think it's important. Um, He's very close to his grandmother, and he was very affectionate with her, I guess. And some people have said, though, that the queen mother, grandmother, may have fed his tendency to self-pity and whinging, as they say, Mm. in England. 
And yeah, so growing up, he loved nature, the countryside, and painting. He took up painting watercolors, and he still does it to this day. And they're actually really good. I looked them up. It's very cute to me. Everywhere he goes, apparently he brings paints, paintbrushes, pencil, eraser, tissues, and sketchbook with him. Yeah, when he was a little older, at age 17, he went to Timbertop School in Australia. Australia. That's fitting that you did the accent earlier. (laughs) I don't know what I just did. Uh, Which was all about physical challenges and expeditions. Charles loved it. He loved it way more than his other school. Um, Lots of wilderness education and stuff. And he loved Australia too. So shout out Australians. Prince loves you. Um, So as a young adult, he seemed much more comfortable with older people and hung out with a lot of older, even like elderly women. Oh. (laughs) I I won't really get too into it, I guess, but he had like a couple best friends who were like 60. One of them was even 80. Wait a minute. How old was he? He was maybe like 20. Okay. (laughs) It's a little odd. I know. I guess I don't know if I buy that. It's It's true because he was... I could get so into this, but he was really into a lot of things, like, he's very into religion, Hmm. spirituality, psychology, poetry, Shakespeare, like, he was into all these things, and he would hang out with these people that were kind of, like, mentors slash gurus to him, Okay, and a lot of them were these older women, and it was said that he had this group of older women that just, like, loved him. They must have loved him. (laughs) They did. Oh, my God. Yeah. They must have gotten a kick out of him hanging out with them. Isn't it funny? <laughs> I can also see, like, he had a pretty stuffy upbringing. Like, the royal yeah. family doesn't really modernize themselves that no. easily, so it must have been really hard to relate to other 20-year-old yeah. guys. He he is stuffy himself, and he does... And, I mean, that was a compliment, Charles, if you're listening. Um, yeah. And he... <laughs> He is very old-fashioned, so he did not relate to people his age, so I think he liked hanging out with the older ladies. Yeah, one of them was Kathleen Rain, who was 81. She was a poet and scholar. Another was Is she still alive? (laughs) No. (laughs) How dare you? Um, Molly Salisbury, who was 65. Wow. Yeah. Circle of older women who adored and supported the prince. Yeah, they must have been so obsessed with them. Yeah. Yeah, he said, I've always preferred my company, my own company, or just a one-to-one. He's very much like an introvert. There's so many movie ideas here. Like, they could even make a movie just about the older women yeah. and Prince Charles. The prince and us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love These that. These older ladies, they all hang out with the young prince. Yeah. They're like, Charles, what troubles you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we just see, and we just see them together, and we see their individual yeah. lives as separate women. I know. Yes. And Charles is, like, one of the women with them. And then they die. Yes. And then he has to turn to Camilla. Yes. All his friends died. Yes. That actually kind of happens. Oh. I know. But yeah, because they do die. Yeah, it's so sad. Um, but, yeah, about the stuffiness, this historian David Kennedy said Charles was kind of an 18th century country gentleman born 200 years too late. He really didn't relate to people's age. He went mm. to Trinity College, Cambridge. Apparently, he was the first heir to the throne to get a university degree. Oh, wow. Yeah, other <laughs> royals had dabbled at universities, but they never finished. I don't know why. Why? I guess <laughs> easily good. I guess, That's, like, duty called or something. I, I feel don't like know. when you remember the royal family, you can't brag on, like, I'm the first member of my family <laughs> to go to college. <laughs> first generation, I call yeah. it. He was, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, he didn't relate to his classmates and the way they dressed and stuff. He dressed in proper corduroy trousers and tweed jackets. Charles would not approve of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Guys, we live in New York City, so. Mm-hmm. You know what? Honestly, he was kind of reminding me of Edward Cullen a little bit. You know what? That's probably why you love him <laughs> yeah, so much. I, I love him. He listens to like classical music. He's from a different time. <laughs> he is from a different time. <sighs> Charles had called himself an incurable romantic, but he hadn't had much romantic experience yet at this time he you know he went to all boys schools yeah he he a i think he was <laughs> i think he was <laughs> it's okay the, nothing wrong with that <laughs> everybody is at some point yeah um in spring 1969 though he it's not he had his first romance with lucia santa cruz he was 21 she was the daughter of a chilean ambassador to britain and was a brunette knockout Oh. Um, said to be the first love of his life, but she was Roman Catholic and unsuitable to marry because mm. the bride had to be Protestant. Oh. Anglican, yeah. So then he started doing royal duties. He went on tour, royal tour of Australia, Hong Kong, New Zealand, Japan. And this has nothing to do with anything, but, like, back then, so this is 1970 when he was 22, he was already talking about, like, the horrifying effects of pollution, plastic bottles, wow. exhaust from cars and planes. Like, he was already, because he had heard about global warming stuff, I guess, and was already, like, really concerned about it. And he's always been a pioneer of <laughs> being, like, eco-friendly and stuff. Wow, it's so cool. I didn't know that. I know. He's a little sustainable king yeah, over here. Yeah, he is. He is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And he's really into, like, non-GMOs and stuff, like, way before probably most people even heard of that. So. I didn't know that. Yeah. A little crunchy. Yeah, he is, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it didn't work out with Anna. Mm, not Anna. Lucia didn't work out with Lucia Santa Cruz. Yeah. He's feeling more alone as he got older. He needed to make appointments to see his parents, and he craved appreciation for, from them. He joined the Royal Navy, and apparently his superiors were worried about his inability to add or generally cope with numbers, and wow, I totally so relate. That still <laughs> followed him. Yeah. He's really bad at math. Yeah, really I completely relate, too. Mm-hmm. I think the other day I said to my dad, like, what is 20 times 5? <laughs> 100? <laughs> yeah, but I, I literally put it in the calculator. Yeah. I... I do sometimes struggle adding <laughs> like double digit numbers because oh I think it's a confidence thing in a way like Me I th- too. I think I can do it fast but then I'm like wait no and then I have to slowly do like the whole thing and if I don't know if I'm like in a meeting and I yeah. need to add like sometimes I'll, I'll have budget numbers up on the board and one of my coworkers will be like oh actually you just have to add um four dollars to that even if it's like an eight I yeah. cannot do the math <sighs> in front of people nine nine messes me up nines yeah yeah well it's the synesthesia all the numbers have a personality and some of (laughs) them are dating going on (laughs) some of the numbers are dating so i can't dating i can't put them together (laughs) some of them are exes yeah yeah some of them don't (laughs) like each other yeah yeah some do not like each other oh Oh my god. Okay, like 19 plus 17? No. Don't even give they me don't that. Interact. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do that kind of thing. Um, yes. So yeah, he's very lonely. His friends, the Palmer Tompkinsons, even said he was the loneliest human being they had ever met. Oh. 
I know. <laughs> not looking good for him. <laughs> Sad, but so Edward. That is very yes. Edward. And Charles. I know, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peacoat. Um, I also relate to this. Apparently, he's somewhat of a hoarder and filled his rooms with many objects. I have many objects, too, so. Yeah, so like that. then that's kind of Edward, too. That is, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> also, last thing I'm going to say about him, or like, personality, well, probably not the last, but just he got super into gardening. It's also one of his lifelong obsessions. And one thing that he's been, like, roasted and made fun of for is, like, in this documentary, he said that he talked to his plants to help them grow, <laughs> and he said, they respond, I find. <laughs> okay that's sweet <laughs> people made fun of him but you know i commend him for saying that <laughs> I know. that's cute you know i bet he writes the sweetest little love letters he does. you know it was one of those old women that told him to talk to his plants so oh my gosh i bet he it's learned a lot fault. from them yeah he did <sighs> okay i need to calm down so then in 1972 his ex Lucia invited him out to drinks with some people, mm. and there she introduced him to Camilla Rosemary Shand. That's quite chill of Lucia. I know. Apparently she said something like, I have the girl for you or something. Hmm. I know. I could not do that. I know, me neither. Even if I didn't even like them anymore. <laughs> I don't get it. She must not have liked Charles or something, because I don't get that. that- that's crazy like the future king she's like ah oh, it didn't work out i'll say no someone else i know maybe she knew there was no chance since she was catholic yeah that's true but she could have converted if she really liked him oh <laughs> wow she really was not trying to secure the bag <laughs> no no she wasn't you know actually I've, this will come up a bunch of people weren't trying to secure the bag <laughs> huh that's surprising to me i know it's very admirable, you know, turning down a prince. Anyway, Camilla. Apparently her friends called her Milla. Oh, that's cute. Back in the day. Camilla. She had fine features, light brown, chin-length hair with blonde highlights, a fetching figure with a large bust. Whoa. I read that many times. <laughs> she had a husky voice and smoked cigarettes. Ooh. Her friend... Lady Annabel Goldsmith said she was an intensely warm, maternal, laughing creature with enormous sex appeal. And oh. when Camilla walked in the room, your spirits rise because you know you're going to have a laugh. Oh, I like that. <laughs> she seems cool. She does. She was described as having expressiveness in her eyes, play of mischief in her smile, her low and husky voice, minted Marlboros and gin. And the author of this book, the... Charles and Camilla one said, her voice is a surprise when you first meet her, because it's kind of deep. Mm. Have you heard her voice before? No, I haven't heard her voice. It is, it is kind of deep. It's I like that. Yeah. I feel like that's a nice <laughs> contrast with Charles, who seems like he has a soft, sensitive mm-hmm. yeah. demeanor. She's very different from him in that way. She was born July 17th, 1947. Both her and Charles were actually delivered by the same doctor. Wow. Coincidence. Wow. Her Father Bruce was a wine merchant, and her mother, I think, was a stay-at-home mom, but I believe also loved gardening. And Camilla had a younger sister and brother. Unlike Charles's miserable childhood, Camilla was admired by her peers. She had boyfriends and was mm. confident. Like I'm sure she had some problems, but yeah. But it seems like she was way more like breezy and outgoing than charles 
There is a story that I've read a couple times that they met at a polo match and that Camilla went up to him and said, my great-grandmother was the mistress of your great-great-grandfather. I feel we have something in common. Wow. It is true that her great-grandmother was the mistress of his great-grandfather, but apparently it's not true that that's how they met. Mm. I think someone just made that up. A little fan fiction. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people, like, joke. They're like, she went up to him and said this. Uh-huh. And then, you know, people think it's real. Yeah, and then it <laughs> is reprinted yeah. so often. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I think they did just meet, like, out with a group of people or something. But they did encounter each other at polo matches a lot. They both really liked polo. Mm. Yeah, that's another one of Charles' hobbies. He has a lot of hobbies. Um, They both loved polo, the outdoors, and they had the same sense of humor. They both loved the Goons show. That came up in the John Lennon episode. He also loved the Goons. You guys could all hang out. (laughs) Yeah. They were apparently immediately attracted to each other. Charles liked her down-to-earth irreverence and indifference to fashion and style. (laughs) I don't know what that means. And for somebody, the book said, for somebody with downbeat tendencies like him, her personality, quote, was catnip to him. Mm. He's kind of a downer. She was just very fun, I think. kind of like love at first sight. I know. So he was 23 and she was 25 at this time. Yeah, a little older. Older woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did work a little bit. She she had some secretarial jobs, but she wasn't, like, trying to build a career, yeah. I guess. She wasn't, like, that serious about it. And she shared a flat in Belgravia with a friend. And apparently wow. her room was a mess. Wow. So she, she's <laughs> just a modern woman. She's just got a roommate. Yep. She's living in the city. Yep. He's living in a palace. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't it? I feel like they're also casual about hanging out with the prince. I know. I don't know. I mean, I think she was grew up wealthy, I guess. Mm. I guess I don't know. Her dad was a wine merchant. I don't know how rich you get from that, but it seems like she was in high up in high class. <laughs> high high class circles, yeah, yeah. High society. I still I don't know. I feel like I would have like a real hard time like being myself around I know. him. Like yeah. I feel like I would never be able to open up. I feel like she totally was somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just her personality. Yeah, it seems like she doesn't even care. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but she had been the on and off girlfriend of Andrew Parker Bowles oh. for a long time. I guess when they met, it was off. But he actually had dated Anne, Charles's sister. Oh, wow. In a small circle. Which is just nuts because later Charles briefly dated Diana's sister. <laughs> What? It's like, I didn't know that. (laughs) Like, what's with all these people? Everyone's just dating each other. But apparently, Andrew Parker Bowles had a roving eye who wasn't faithful. He Mm. was always dropping and picking her up as he pleased, you know, on and off. Yeah. And apparently, I don't know if this is true, because I think it was probably from a gossipy book, but apparently, Andrew Parker Bowles was having an affair with a married woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. And him and Camilla had been on and off for seven years. So Andrew, I don't know what he was doing, but he maybe he was in the Navy or something. I don't know. But he left for Northern Ireland and Cyprus, and Camilla and Charles started dating. And they were seen out dancing around, having fun. But then Charles had to go to the Royal Navy for eight months. Hmm. Before he left, he wrote to his uncle, this is the last time I will see her for eight months. 
he's really sad about that, but he hadn't, he hadn't proposed to her or, you know. He didn't lock it down. He didn't lock it down. But, and like people always say that like, oh, he didn't lock it down or (laughs) he didn't, he didn't ask for her hand. He missed his chance, but they had only been dating for six months. Yeah. He didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he thought anything was gonna happen but was their plan to like still write to each other and then be together the thing is also and i don't know if this was an official conversation he had with his parents or his uncle or anything but the thing was that charles was supposed to marry a virgin or at least a girl that seemed like a virgin yeah how can you really tell but you can't tell, but apparently Camilla was the type you could tell. Oh. <laughs> because she had a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. And had been like, with Andrew Parker Bowles. I don't know. We I don't know. know. We yeah. know. Yeah. Apparently people knew. I don't know how they knew, but they knew, and she wasn't, like, suitable for him. And I don't know. I don't have, like, information on this, if he had an official talking or anything, but I think he didn't think it was, like, acceptable, but I think he was just kind of not going to do anything about it. He was going to just push it off, mm. and I don't know. Yeah. He didn't seem, like, urgent to get married at this point, so... Yeah, I mean, he's still quite young. Yeah. But it seems like he still wants to be with her. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, he left for the Navy. I have this quote from one of his biographers. He dithered and hedged his bets until Camilla gave up on him. Mm. Um, but I think he just didn't feel ready yet, or I, I don't know. But when he returned, or while he was away, actually, she became engaged to Andrew Parker Bowles. Oh, no. I know. Eight months he was away? Yeah. Yeah, anything can happen. I know. Eight months. I'm guessing she didn't know where she stood with Charles. Yeah. Maybe she thought there wasn't a future there. Yeah. And apparently, because they had, her and Andrew had been, like, on and off for seven years, and apparently her father and Andrew's father were exasperated that Andrew hadn't proposed yet, and I'm not positive this is true, but apparently Andrew's cousin had published an engagement announcement before (gasps) it had happened, forcing his hand. I know. That's crazy. Wait, let's go back to the virgin thing for a second. Okay. (laughs) Do you think Charles and Camilla had had sex? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of his ball. She's not a virgin. No, but it's not. I yeah, really don't she'd think. Yeah, she with other like, people, Like, let me probably. see this quote I have. The convention of the time for, called for the heir to the British throne to marry a woman who at least appeared to be virginal. Camilla had a history, and you didn't want a past that hung about. Mm, appeared to be. That makes sense. I don't know. Hey, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not making the rules. No, I get it. I'm just It's sure. a different time. Yeah. 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 People yeah. are going to talk. That makes sense. I don't know. I, and I don't know how, like, official that was. I don't know if, like, yeah. the queen said, like, no, you're not It's just so funny her. the appear to be. It's like, it doesn't matter if they've had sex. It yeah. doesn't matter. You just have to be, like, they discreet have to about seem. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she hadn't been discreet about it. Yeah. That's so funny. Imagine if, like, you really, like, gave off non-virgin vibes but you genuinely were a virgin that'd be so annoying that would be annoying i bet it happens sometimes Mm -hmm. so apparently charles was blindsided that camilla had accepted andrew's proposal and he felt he had no one to return home to Mm. he was also upset that his sister had become engaged and he felt he was losing his sisterly companion that's tough Mm -hmm. it's like he's gotta start over i know and he was invited to the wedding but he didn't go it's a Camilla's wedding? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I know. People were, like, speculating why, but... 
why would he go? That's kind of <laughs> weird to invite him in the first place. I know. <laughs> yeah. He wrote to a friend, I guess. I can see I shall have to find a wife pretty rapidly. Otherwise, mm. I shall get left behind and feel very miserable. He also wrote that he would be left floundering helplessly on a shelf somewhere, having missed everyone. Oh, that's <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I know. I know. I get how he feels, though. That's really tough. I know. I really feel for him. He started playing poorly at polo, I guess, mm. and getting really angry. Um, this has nothing to do with anything, but he went to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and he was enchanted by the town. Oh. <laughs> That's only significant because we're from New England. Yeah, from New England. He loved it. That surprised me because I feel like in England they have so many cute towns. I so know. I don't know. So he was doing naval courses. He was in the Navy. Camille and Andrew were married July 1973. So he tries to move on. Apparently he almost had a thing with Lady Jane Wellesley, daughter of the 8th Duke of Wellington, but the romance went nowhere. He tried to be set up with a woman named Amanda. Then he was dating a woman named Laura Jo Watkins. Okay, it seems like he's getting around quite a bit. I know. Well, now he is because he's trying to find a wife. Yeah. Um, dating a woman named Laura Jo Watkins, daughter of Admiral James Watkins. He met her in San Diego, and he even met her parents, wow. and he seemed really into her. Um, I just thought this was a heartbreaking thing. He said to Lara Joe, it was so beautiful to hear your father call your mother sweetheart. People don't say those mm. endearing things to each other in front of me. That's sweet. That's sweet that he even said that. I know. But once again, Lara Joe was Catholic, and he couldn't marry a Catholic, so... Well, so why did they even <laughs> waste his time with this setup? He, he just... He's just attracted to the wrong people, I guess. I don't know. He said on record in an interview that he knew his future wife would be marrying into a way of life, into a job. He said she's got to have some knowledge of it, some sense of it, or she wouldn't have a clue whether she was going to like it. Hmm. And she's, and said that deciding on a mate for life would be the last decision in which I would want my head to be ruled entirely by my heart. Okay. Apparently, Laura Jo came to visit in England and said that Charles was a fabulous lover. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but I feel like later Diana said he wasn't. Well, maybe not to her. I know. He couldn't satisfy her. Yeah. I feel like clearly he is to Camilla. Yeah. Um, not everyone's a match <laughs> yeah. in the sheets, obviously. In the sheets. <laughs> not everyone's a match in the sheets. Uh, but I guess Laura drew too much attention in the press or something, so she was sent away. <sighs> I know. <laughs> but he kept in touch with her over letters. Um, then he was back in touch with Camilla, actually, who is now pregnant. Uh-oh. But I think just, I don't think in touch meaning romantic. Just they friendly. Were just, just friends, yeah. And Charles actually became the godparent to her son, Thomas Henry Charles. Okay. That'd be kind of weird if you were Andrew. I know. This Charles? Of, yeah. Wait, what, the middle name Charles? Okay, this is the thing. On his, like, first birth certificate, it was Thomas Henry, but then... At his baptism, it was Thomas Henry Charles. Okay. Which reminds me of Edward Bella. Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> Bella, if it's a boy, Edward EJ, J- Edward Jacob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bella wants to name uh, her son after the two guys in her love triangle. Like, yeah, what? that's odd. So, that's so Bella of Camilla. I know, so Bella of her. And so 
BJ Novak of him to be the godparent. Yes. <laughs> Everything is connected. Everything here. connects. Isn't that odd? <laughs> Your ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Is the godfather. Like, that's what the so fuck? weird. And that's so weird. Andrew was cool with that. <laughs> I know. Doesn't she have a younger brother? She does. Seems like he could have been the godfather. Yeah, I know. I feel like Andrew didn't care. Yeah, he seems weird. not that committed to her. Yeah. So, Charles continues with his life. He's mm-hmm. fox hunting and playing polo. And also, I should say, there's so much to say about him, but he was leading, like, 30 charities or something. He was he's insane. Busy, yeah, yeah, he was doing so, so much charity work, starting all these projects. Yeah. Yeah, so he stayed friends with that girl, Lara Joe. Apparently, she was actually at his wedding to Diana. Oh, wow. I know. June 1975, he was on leave from active duty, and he was competing in a polo tournament. He loves polo. He loves polo. Andrew Parker Bowles was also competing, and <gasps> a photographer captured Charles and Camilla caught in a moment of conversation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Were they competing against each other? I believe so, yeah. Oh my god, the drama know, there. Right? That's a scene out of a movie. <laughs> I know. And they're, then they're Who talking. Do I know? don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, he ended his career with the Royal Navy in 1976. He launched a charity called the Prince's Trust, which is supposed to help young troubled youth, specifically people of color, I think, to help them develop oh. talents and learn employable skills. Then it kind of went on to being like, Helping them launch businesses or whatever. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. And he kind of became a vegetarian. Wow. Not, not 100% vegetarian. Okay. <laughs> Freegan, okay. as my friend Abby says. Halfway. Yeah. In the late 1970s, apparently his image in tabloids was a carefree bachelor popping in and out of bed with girls. Okay. Not, I know. Not very virginal. I know. I don't know how true that is. I mean, maybe he was popping in and out of bed with girls but i feel like he was never carefree yeah no it seems like <laughs> if i mean if he's an edward type i think he is he's always gonna be pretty anxious about <laughs> things i don't know i don't know how many girls he's with I, like i only know a couple names like doesn't sound that crazy but maybe there's more he wanted his own property to practice farming for a start and part of the dream was to be close to camilla Apparently, they still cross paths out in London. He can't get her off his mind. Mm-hmm. He can't. And he apparently said he regarded her as his best friend. Aww. I know. 1977, Camilla was pregnant with her second oh. child, who was <laughs> a daughter. Sorry. <laughs> what? I just feel bad with the daughter. I was, like, upset by that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Life it is works beautiful. Out. Yeah. Um, Daughter born New Year's Day. By then, her and Andrew's marriage had apparently hollowed out. Mm. He was unfaithful. Oh, yeah, of course. Didn't seem that promising. Yeah. Journalist, some journalist, I didn't write his name, sorry, but said that Andrew Parker Bowles went to confession and then started all over again. Mm. So he just was always cheating. And apparently, a f- Camilla's friend said that at this time she gave up on Andrew. Yeah. And at this point, she's been dealing with this for forever. Yeah, and then meanwhile, this prince I know. over here... This prince... ...is <laughs> still keeping in touch with yeah. her, being her support system. Mm-hmm. Why bother with Andrew Parker Bowles? At the Queen's 1978 Royal Ascot house party, apparently Charles' mood completely transformed and brightened up when the Parker Bowles showed up. Mm. It was sometime at the end of that year their love affair rekindled 
While she was still married? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. While she was still married to Andrew PB. So this is part two of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Second time getting yep. together. Act two. Somebody that worked in the palace reluctantly told the queen that her son was sleeping with a married woman. Uh-oh. And the queen made no reply, but put out the word that Camilla was not to be invited to any further <gasps> royal events. Oh, my God. When I was reading this part of the book, I had taken a completely legal treat. And I was thinking a lot of things, you know. I was very yeah. immersed. At this part, I was starting to get a little overwhelmed. I was like, oh, my gosh. What is this? The prince is with a married woman. Are these bad people? Am I reading about bad people? Am I obsessing over bad people? I was, like, getting all upset. But, okay, he... Andrew Parker Bowles was cheating. Yeah. First. No, it's just like our Carly and yeah. James episode. Yeah. Yes. He started it. He she started can do it. whatever she wants yeah. now. They're not monogamous. And I do think Camilla did love Andrew, actually, yeah. and would have stuck by his side. But, like, why should she? No. At this point. At this point, no. No. All is fair. All is fair. But, I mean, hey, like, <laughs> look at Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's so bad. Yeah, he's sneaking around. Oh my god. Okay, but I mean, probably was good sign. <laughs> <I know. laughs> probably was really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they really loved each other. Yeah. Apparently, Charles was happy with it as it was. Mm-hmm. He really Uh-oh. didn't care. Like he would have just continued to be Camilla's paramour or whatever forever. Mm. Like he was fine with the setup. But he was getting pressure to get married. Yeah. And he's, what, near 30 here? Yes. Yes. And one prospect to marry was Lady Sarah Spencer, daughter of the 8th Earl Spencer. Mm. He first Diana's sister. Yes. He first met Sarah at a party at Windsor Castle, June 1977. They went to a polo match later on. Then she invited him to a shooting weekend, like hunting, in mm. November in Althorpe at the Spencer Estate. And there, so at this point he's 28, he met for the first time Diana, his her sister, who was 16 at the time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and Charles dated a little bit. I'm not sure for how long. And she kept, like, newspaper clippings about it. But apparently she didn't like him. Okay. She didn't fancy him. Mm. You Mm. know, and she's following her heart here. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So then he dreaded turning 30. He seemed Mm. really stressed about marriage. He wrote to a friend, The media will simply not take me seriously until I do get married and apparently become responsible. Hmm. He actually proposed to Amanda, who I mentioned earlier. Oh, they got back together. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like hit her out of the blue. She was actually his second cousin, apparently. Ew. (laughs) That's too close related. Fourth, maybe. Technically, you can marry your second cousin. You technically can marry your first cousin. Really? Some places. I think you can. I think in the with the royals, it was very common. Yeah. Very common. Very common in the cell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't weird to him. He proposed. She said no. Oh, wow. I know. They it's were not as easy <laughs> as I thought it would be for him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? He's been, like, turned down left and right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what don't they see that I see? No, but 
They stayed friends, apparently. Ooh. She went on to become a social worker. They remain good friends. I have to say, he's really good at having platonic female I know. friends as I know. well. He is. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. Um... In 1979, his uncle Montbatten died, and he was really close to him, Mm. and he was distraught. Apparently, he turned to Camilla. I got confused because I thought this was the time when he reunited with Camilla, but apparently it was a little earlier than that. So, is this a part three in their relationship? No, this is still part two. Okay. Still part two. Yeah. Um, He said that Camilla is my best friend, and now that Montbatten was dead, she was really the closest person to him. (sighs) Apparently, Camilla's grandmother became concerned that she was too close to the prince. Mm. I can understand that. And I guess one time, she was at her grandmother's house, and the prince was coming over to see her. And someone asked her, are you going to change? Because she was wearing jeans that had, like, no button in it. <laughs> there was just a safety pin, like, keeping it together, Uh-oh. and you could kind of see her underwear. And apparently, Camilla said, oh, Charles won't mind about that. Wow. So they took that to mean he's used to it or something, mm. or, like, he's seen that before. Scandalous. And, okay, this is one of those things, I don't know if it's true. Yeah. It could be complete. it might be completely false, but... I guess a servant or something. Something even like the right term? I don't know. That's what the book said. A servant claimed to know that Charles and Camilla would do it in the garden. In the garden? <laughs> wow. Outside? They loved gardening. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, they're taking risks. Yeah. There was some story where one servant to another or something Overheard was, like, it? was like, don't go out there uh, or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. That's hot though. Yeah, she's probably like, yeah, who cares about the safety pen? He's just gonna take it <laughs> <I> off. <laughs> but that story is funny. Um, by 31, he was facing the fact that every woman suitable in pedigree, age, sophistication, worldliness, and intelligence was either married or long lost her virginity. Yeah. And I don't know who said this as a quote, but they said, he was forced to rob the cradle. Mmm, I can see that. I was gonna say, like, Diana, it must have been hard for him to relate to her, because, like, here's Diana, his best friend, almost his equal, as someone Camilla, yeah. Yeah, someone who's he's never equal with other people because he's yeah. a prince, going to be the king someday. Mm-hmm. And then he has to get with someone like Diana, who's so much younger than him. It just creates a further power yeah. imbalance. And he's such an old soul, you know. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't relate to young people, so... And you're completely right. Um, so, I'm not going to get too into Diana because this is an episode about Charles and Camilla. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about her, but I'm not going to get into, like detail here maybe someday we'll do diana and charles Mm -hmm. maybe someday we'll do diana and her other lovers Mm. i don't know that'd be fun because she's very interesting but i'm not gonna get too into it but when they started dating diana was 19 and he was 32 wow very alanis morissette yes 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 um the bedell smith book she said that the author said in her words that the 12 year age gap was unbridgeable they had no intellectual yeah. conversations, few mutual friends, no common interests. I think they did both have a vague common interest in the countryside, but it seems like that was kind That's of That's not it. enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Charles thought he could grow to love Diana. And I mean, I think he was attracted to her, and I think he, in some sense, maybe did love her. But I think they only... I didn't write it down because like, I didn't really research them, but I think they only had spent like 
13, had only seen each other like 13 times or something before they got engaged or wow. something like that. Like That's not enough. Maybe 16. I forget, but it was not that much, you know. And I'm sure like a lot of those times are supervised, right? I'm not sure. But yeah, it was, they didn't know each other that well. But yeah, he thought he could grow to love Diana. He thought it was the right thing to do. And he mm. felt pressured and panicked and he rushed into the decision. Probably because like, all this time would go on by, and all these other relationships weren't working out. Yeah. And Amanda had said no, and I don't know. He probably just didn't know what to do. Not, I think, I could picture myself doing that. <laughs> Reading about Charles, I just came away feeling like he is so human. Yeah. I mean, we all are, but, like, mm-hmm. he really just had to learn there was, from his mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> there was immense pressure on yeah. him to get married, and he's trying he's dating a lot of people and it's not working out so he's probably just thinking i just have to suppress my feelings and just do it i mean people do this all the time i think they marry someone because they think it's the right thing or like Mm -hmm. they maybe they date someone i mean i feel like i've done that um Mm -hmm. you're not listening but like you know you just (laughs) it's hard sometimes you can't tell in the moment this is the right thing yeah oh they're really great you know there's some issues but you know, they're awesome. Yeah, and plus the people on you the know. outside are probably saying to him, like, Diana's perfect. Yeah. Like, you'd be insane not to marry her. Yeah, and the woman he loves is married, too. Exactly. There's nothing this, he can really do. This is the realistic option for him. Yeah. And, you know, you guys know if you were his friend, you would be telling him, be with Diana. Yeah. be with Diana. You wouldn't have said, keep pursuing the married woman. You wouldn't have said it. I know. Okay? So yeah, you'd be like, forget about her. Yeah. Be with Diana. So don't be mad at him yeah. later on I know. when he starts to follow his heart. I know. It's so sad, though, because he, he said, like, he didn't want to make the decision only with his heart. Mm. But if he did follow his heart, yeah, he would have been with Camilla. Mm-hmm. But why um, isn't she getting divorced? Oh, I guess, like, she will. She will. So he became engaged to Diana February 28th, 1981. And then this is when that famous interview happens where the interviewer asks them if they're in love. And she <sighs> says, of course. And he says, whatever in love means. Uh-oh. But then he said, okay, I actually watched this like five times in a row. I feel like this is Charles. I know it's annoying to some people, but I feel like I get what he's doing here. And it was the wrong time to do it. Yeah. But he was trying to be like philosophical. <laughs> Because he goes, whatever in love means, whatever your interpretation. And then the guy says, like, very happy together or something like that. And he goes, yes. So, like, he did say yes, but, like, he was being an annoying I have to say, sometimes person. I do think to myself, what does in love mean? That's what he meant. Yeah, like, people, <laughs> act, people act like in love is, like, you can measure it or something mm-hmm. with like you take a thermometer and it says oh you're at the point where yeah. you're in love or something like it is yeah. so abstract is it is it just a feeling because feelings pass yeah you know what i mean is it is it like just being like really caring about someone mm-hmm. really strongly like what is it i know yeah and it does mean something different to everybody but yeah. he probably wasn't in love with her <laughs> <laughs> probably not but yeah, I really don't think he meant it callously or, like... Bad timing. Yeah, he shouldn't... That was not the time to mm-hmm. be like, hmm, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. If someone said that, yeah. like, about me, <laughs> yeah. I would be very insecure. I, I feel bad for Diana. I know. I do feel bad for her, too. Apparently, he was upset, though, that people always misquoted it and said whatever yeah. love means. 
He's like, no, in love. Yeah. <laughs> the in. In love. In That's love. what I was pondering. <laughs> um, but yeah, Diana, you're right, like, seemed perfect. She was sporty, enthusiastic, sensitive, open. Mm-hmm. And from the Spencers, which is one of England's oldest families. But some of his friends did worry, actually, that they had nothing in common besides liking the countryside. And worried that Diana had fallen in love with the idea the idea not him as a person yeah which i was wondering because later on it seems like diana hates everything about him and maybe it's just because of the whole camilla thing which is totally understandable but i was wondering why did diana even want to marry him yeah I mean, is it just because she was young and was excited to be a princess but did she love him we'll have to cover it because yeah. it seems like if her own sister like wasn't even really yeah. feeling it because she, she seems to just, like, roll her eyes at everything he does later on. Like, mm-hmm. all his interests are like, oh, my God, you're so annoying. So I just don't know. Did she actually love him? I wonder. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. I assumed she did, and, like, that's why she was so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. But maybe she just didn't like to be disrespected, obviously, which I don't mm-hmm. blame her. Yeah. She probably did. And apparently Camilla encouraged Charles to marry her and wanted them to be happy. And Camilla said she would use this as an opportunity to make her marriage work, too. Oh, that's mature of her. So this is kind of the end of part two Mm -hmm. of Charles and Camilla. This is a play. I know. (laughs) Yeah. There's three acts, I would say. Yeah. Charles and Diana had a new estate, and it was 15 minutes away from Camilla. Uh-oh. So even though Charles and Camilla had agreed to, like, not be romantic anymore, they never stopped being friends. And That's this a drove Diana crazy. Yeah. Set up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... We've talked about this before, but, like, I don't think you can really get over someone when you're still hanging out with them all I agree. the time, you know? I agree. And yeah. the thing is, like, I, I was watching some video the other day why it's so, so important, like, if you're going to get married or you're looking for partnership, that you, the base of that is friendship Mm. over everything else because everything else is going to fade but friendship is the only thing Mm. that will last when you're older yeah and it doesn't seem like he had friendship with diana yeah so how dangerous is that is that you have someone who you're still physically attracted to that you have a strong friendship with that's always going to override just the physical attraction yeah that's a good point and i don't even know if he was physically attracted to diana i'm guessing she's a beautiful woman but i'm guessing he was yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but Camilla's definitely going to yeah. fill a void that Diana yeah. can never... They didn't have a friendship, yeah. that's true. They didn't really know each other that well. Like, they didn't know each other deeply. Um, but he was he was worried what Diana was getting into, but he felt worried that he would let everyone down if he didn't marry her. Mm. Yeah. I mean, people were, like, freaking out. They loved Diana. Like, he couldn't back out, no. you know? Apparently, after their... I feel like I keep saying apparently. <laughs> after their engagement, Diana overheard Charles murmuring to Camilla on the phone. Mm. And she asked Charles if he still loved Camilla. And he <gasps> said, she's one of my most intimate friends. But that their intimacy had ended. But it wasn't really a clear answer. Not what you want to hear. No. It's a yes or no question. He sometimes, he sometimes cannot help but tell the truth. It's like, you just gotta yeah. say the right thing sometimes. Oh, he can't. After, this was bad. After him and Diana became engaged, he then went on a six-month tour around the world for, like, royal duties, whatever he does. Alone. Yeah, alone. So, like, they had just become engaged, but then he left for six months. And they barely know each other. (laughs) You're not going to know her any better when you get back. I know, I know. It was a really bad setup. 
And while he was away, apparently Diana and Camilla had lunch together. <gasps> Who set that up? Camilla did. <gasps> and Diana became very suspicious of their past relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet a lot was revealed during that lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So then Charles is back and, you know, wedding plans are going on. And, and I guess Charles, for some reason, got all his friends' gifts for the wedding. Huh. Usually it's the other way around, but I guess when you're a prince, you That's do that. Nice. And he got a gold bracelet for Camilla. And this was kind of like in the Spencer movie. They did like their own version of this, you know? Yeah. Um, He got a gold bracelet for Camilla and had the letters GF engraved, engraved in it, which stood for Girl Friday, <gasps> his nickname for her. Girl Friday. Yeah, Girl Friday. And mm. Diana found the bracelet and assumed the initials stood for Gladys and Fred from the Goon Show, oh. which Charles and Camilla loved, and to Diana represented them as a couple. Oh, I was going to just think Girl Friday. I know, I know, me I too. Thinking. But wait, so why does he call her Girl Friday? I don't know. That's weird. It's just his nickname for her, I guess. He insisted on giving Camilla the bracelet in person, and him and Diana had a whole fight about it. And I guess after the wedding rehearsal, Diana broke down, sobbing her eyes out over it. Ugh, not a good start. I know. After the wedding rehearsal, it's still... Okay, then, this is, I think, purely gossip, and I really hope it's not true. I don't think it's true. A line item. Line item. It's like, <laughs> kind of. Um, there were rumors that Charles and Camilla slept together the night after the wedding rehearsal. That's quite scandalous. But Andrew Parker Bowles denied it. How does he know? <laughs> I don't know. I Diana, him. Diana believed it. I, I don't know. It was like oh, a so ru- Diana heard this rumor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it was this a was rumor a, circulating. At the time. Yeah, yeah at the time. Uh-oh. Um, I think I believe it now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how Andrew Parker Bowles knows. Um, <laughs> He's just trying to save face. I mean, it's kind of yeah, embarrassing maybe. to be cheated on. He did. Charles did send diana a letter like i didn't do any research on diana really but like this just came up in the books i was reading he sent her a letter the day before the wedding saying i'm so proud of you and when you come up i'll be there at the altar for you tomorrow just look him in the eye and knock him dead wow wait who said that charles to diana diana oh that's Mm -hmm. sweet yeah it is sweet so it's confusing i think he really did want to love diana he he genuinely had like not feelings for her, but yeah, didn't have any ill will f- feelings yeah. towards her and felt bad for her. I think he did. And then I guess the night before the wedding, this is in the Sally Bedell book. Um, apparently, Charles was in a contemplative mood looking out the window at the fireworks. And I don't know how he got alone. Like, I, I mm. you would think he would be with all these people, but apparently, he was alone and he started crying. Oh. And his friend Stephen Barry, I don't know who that is asked him what was wrong and charles said is it possible to love two women at the same time it's kind of bella of i know <laughs> that's so true very twilight <laughs> i wonder if charles has seen or read twilight. i don't know i feel like that might bring up a lot of mm, you know he might relate i bet he feelings would like he probably would i'm sure someone didn't we say this in the old podcast has, has a royal family oh yeah i think twilight? we have i think yeah. we did we're like I, the queen must yeah, no, I bet Camilla it. has. I yeah. just have a feeling. Oh, Camilla definitely yeah. has. <laughs> okay, so during Charles and Diana's wedding, this is so bad. Apparently, Diana was so fixated on Camilla, who's there, Yeah. that as she walked up the aisle, she looked everywhere until she found her. During the wedding? Yeah. Ugh. I know. 
That's supposedly. Bad. I know. Um, I feel bad for until her. Until she found her nemesis, it said. Mm. So now Charles and Diana are married. And I was telling you that the other day I was watching their wedding video and I felt so overwhelmed. I like almost started crying. It was just so... Oh my gosh, when, like they come out and they go in this carriage and this whole crowd of people, oh, they're all cheering. That's my weakness. <sighs> crowds, crowds, Kelly's the same way. Yeah. Crowds of people will get me emotional mm-hmm. on like anything else, especially applause. Yes. Applause like makes me instantly cry. Oh, I was so overwhelmed. It was beautiful, honestly. And I was happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting overwhelmed. Okay, so they're married now. They spent time together, obviously went on a honeymoon. But Charles still needed his alone time to paint, read, and write letters, and it bothered Diana. Alone time is important. (laughs) I know. Diana apparently found pictures of Camilla in his diary, as well as cufflinks with entwined seas. So she kind of freaked out about that. Yeah. And, yeah, Charles as time went on, went to think that Diana had no hobbies or inner resources. So I feel like, I'm going to say more about this, but I really feel like they just didn't go together. Yeah. They just were not compatible. They didn't have a strong foundation to start. Like, Mm -hmm. they needed that friendship. Yeah. To begin their relationship. Because obviously, I think Diana did have hobbies. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she's remembered as being a very interesting person. But he just yeah. couldn't see it because they just weren't aligned. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, Diana became much more popular than Charles mm-hmm. with the public, as probably everybody knows. She became pregnant, and when she was three months pregnant, apparently she discovered love letters between Charles and Camilla in his desk drawer. I think they were old, but I'm not sure. She was very upset. Say it again. Just wait for that. <laughs> Are they right outside? Wait, I'm just gonna wait. Actually, I might go to the bathroom right now. Okay. I'm just gonna leave it going though. Okay. I like your skirt. Thanks. Kind of a classic skirt of mine. <laughs> we have with us here a little tin. Yes. That I got in an antique store. It has Charles and Diana on it. What does it say? The Marriage of the Prince of Wales and Lady Diana Spencer, 29 July 1981. People were so excited about that wedding. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's like the pressure not only for him to get married, it's kind of a business opportunity. Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's a lot of profit there with the wedding, even though it's expensive to throw it. But there's like little things like that, like that people can buy merchandise about the happy couple and yeah. people get really <laughs> into nationalism celebrating yeah. the wedding so i feel like yeah the it's spectacle a big of it yeah mm-hmm. people need that mm-hmm. it does seem very fun. especially i don't know what else was going on like in the world at that point what what time 81 oh 81 i don't know i guess I there's like, always something going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so back to the story Diana was three months pregnant when she discovered love letters between Charles and Camilla in his desk drawer. Oh, that's upsetting. Apparently, she fell down the stairs on purpose, which is crazy. I don't know if that's true. 
I, I don't know. That it's, doesn't it, sound good. It's been recounted a couple times, but she, the baby was okay, luckily, and so was she. So was she. Charles thought she had violent mood swings and self-pity, which he also has been accused of mm-hmm. having self-pity, so I don't know. I do think Diana had a lot of mental health issues, and I don't think Charles knew how to deal with that. In the Bettle Smith book, I hope I'm saying her last name right, um, she said that Diana resisted treatment for mental health, which she saw as a way to control her. But I am confused about that because I also thought I've read before that, like, nobody really helped her get help. So I don't know what the truth is with that. But Yeah, were they trying to help her? I don't completely know. Um, I guess Charles tried to appease her and please her for a while, but I think it started to wear at him. And they started fighting a lot, like, they had fights about things like her being late to the Festival of Remembrance to commemorate the British war dead. They got in a big fight about that, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. just things like that. And, like, this is what I think. First of all, I think that they didn't have much in common and weren't a great match. But I also think that they kind of suffered from the same things. Yeah. And I think they both struggled with the loneliness and the criticism and the embarrassment of everything and i think it frustrated charles that he felt like she couldn't just deal with it like he did mm-hmm. but of course he had like his whole life to learn how to deal with it and yeah. she was new to it yeah and i think i think because they both were kind of needy people in a way they you know they couldn't help each other yeah you know? they both had something lacking yeah yeah Actually, Princess Margaret apparently said they were two very needy people, Mm. so I don't know. But she was okay and gave birth to William June 21st, 1982. I'm sure you guys know Prince William. Yeah. Mm -hmm. William. (laughs) Yes. There was continued suspicion about Camilla. I don't know. She's always, like, in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, wait. Apparently, Diana called Camilla the Rottweiler. While Camilla called Diana that ridiculous creature. Oh, so things are heating up. Yeah. We're kind of really past when they just got lunch together. I know, we are. I have this quote. So I called, okay, this is from the Daily Express. Said that psychologists might say that for a man... I don't know why I put this quote here, because mm-hmm. I feel like it should have been way later, but psychologists might say that for a man who had precious little mothering during his formative years, Camilla would, in other circumstances, be Charles's ideal partner. So, mm. I don't know. I guess he just saw her as kind of a mother. Figure. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. I mean, she's a little bit older than him. Yep. He, yeah, someone who hasn't had any mothering mm-hmm. in his childhood and has that void, he shouldn't be with someone younger than him. Yeah, I know. I don't think he, that's what he really wanted. So, a year after their marriage, Diana was getting all the attention in the press. But, and they were fighting, but Charles and Diana wanted to have be hands-on parents. And they seemed happy parenting William together, actually. Um, but they did have increasingly more fights when they weren't with William. Mm-hmm. And apparently Diana would say things like, You'll never be king, and you look ridiculous in all those medals. <laughs> Hmm. And his cousin said that after one argument, he was kneeling to pray before bed, and Diana was hitting him over the head and kept fighting while he was praying. Ooh, that doesn't sound healthy. I I mean, I know he probably upset her because he could be, like, 
distance and probably said weird things like whatever in love means and and the whole camilla thing like i don't think he's totally innocent like i can see why he maybe would upset her but i do think she could be mean back to him yeah you know (laughs) no i believe it and i i i adore diana just like Mm -hmm. everybody else but i just think when two people are not a match and they're not meant to be together there's neither of them are right or wrong it's Mm -hmm. just never gonna work out it's sad yeah diana didn't want him to see any of his friends that were in the same circle as camilla anymore apparently he she also didn't want him to have his dog from that time harvey and harvey was banished to live with an advisor okay that's (laughs) i know that's not fair i yeah i don't don't like that he got another dog but um i mean he should not be keeping in touch with uh camilla i know he shouldn't he should not he did get another dog but diana didn't like that dog either okay (laughs) charles and diana did like rock music though and like they kind of bonded because he would throw these like concerts to benefit his charity the princess trust like the money would go towards it so i think she liked that Mm -hmm. um 1983 diana was pregnant again Charles wanted it to be a girl, and apparently Diana knew it was a boy from an ultrasound, but kept that from her husband until she gave birth. Oh, wow. And I know that people speculate that Harry is not really his child. Do you have anything on that? I don't have anything on that. I mean, it's just rumors, so but we don't need to entertain it. I read that I think there were redheads in his family. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy for a redhead to be. Yeah, because there was something about, like, he said something like, oh, he has ginger hair, but, like, there were people in his family with yeah. red hair, so I don't know. I don't think it's, like, that <laughs> absurd. Yeah. I think, she, he, I don't know. I I didn't read anything about that. Didn't come up. Mm-hmm. Charles. Charles, yes. Prince <laughs> Charles. <laughs> so, Prince Henry Charles Albert David, born September 15th, 1984, Prince Harry. I guess after Harry was born, that was kind of, like, the end of charles and diana's marriage sexually Um, i don't know how people know that but i feel like there's so much known about the royals it's like another level yeah compared to normal celebrities yeah it's just crazy charles moved into his own bedroom i guess and he brought his old teddy bear (laughs) what's the teddy bear's name i don't know that's sweet um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He upset Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher because he said something about he wanted to force his way through parliamentary red tape and save the city from being split into haves and have-nots. And apparently Prime Minister Thatcher told him, I run this country, not you, sir. Yeah, Um, And he opposed the conservative government policies, but the royal family isn't supposed to get involved in 
politics so wait what did he say sorry i just said good for he her said, and i don't even know what he was <laughs> arguing he said he wanted to save the city from being split into haves and have not oh wait that's a good argument <laughs> sorry it's okay <laughs> it just made me sound like it i was, was funny. like <laughs> i don't know i mean some people might agree with you he wasn't supposed to be saying things like that but i don't know i guess the royal family is supposed to always stay like neutral like they don't get involved in politics that makes sense yeah no but he, he had a he had a good he, um, his heart was in the right yeah. place yeah so, I guess by 1986, after five years of marriage and lots of misery, apparently Marl- <laughs> apparently Charles had given up. Charles truly believed he had turned himself inside and out for Diana, but he couldn't do it anymore. Up for debate. If yeah. he did turn himself inside and out, I don't know. I think they're just incompatible. You can't make your like, heart <laughs> love someone that you just do not love. I know. I understand that. Yeah. He can't force himself to feel what he doesn't feel. Yeah. It's sad. So, this is when, I would say, Act 3 starts with Camilla. Oh, okay. <laughs> In 1986. She was 39 and he was 37. So, at this point, while he's been married, they haven't been sleeping together, right? They were, but oh. not since Harry was born, I guess. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I mean him and Oh, no, no. Camilla. No, him and Camilla have not. No. Okay. And there's conflicting things about whether they were even, like, talking or... Mm-hmm. I don't think they were in touch as much as they used to be. Mm-hmm. She's just know. on his mind. Yeah. And I think they still see them sometimes. The Parker Bulls. Both Charles and Camilla enjoyed hunting, gardening, and painting. And apparently he felt no one else understood him like Camilla did. Mm-hmm. And later on, when, like, the news of all this came out, Prince, the prince was adamant that he was only with Camilla after his marriage had broken down. And his friends said that he had virtually no contact with Camilla from 1981 to 1986. But as I just said, others say that they were in touch. So, Mm -hmm. who knows? When I asked about it in 1995, Diana said she did know about Charles and Camilla's affair. She said... Yes, I did. Yes, I was, but I wasn't in a position to do anything about it. Yeah. Oh, I said read page 239, but I didn't say why. <laughs> Let's see what it says. Let's find out. That's also not the right page. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So he was adamant that at the start of the marriage, at least... He turned to Camilla simply for solace, not for sex. <laughs> Camilla was a habit he could not break, an obsession he did not want to conquer, said Stephen Barry. Oh, yeah, he came up earlier. Barry claimed that even in the immediate aftermath of his marriage, Charles would telephone Camilla from his office most days. It was impossible. If it was impossible to call, he would write a letter, which would be smuggled out without the princess's knowledge. It was extraordinary. The prince simply had to be in constant contact with Camilla, or he could not function properly. If he went without his daily phone call, he would become tetchy and ill-tempered. Hmm. Although Diana maintained that once she clearly overheard Charles on his telephone in the bathroom, telling Camilla... What's funny? There's in the bathroom. Telling Camilla, whatever happens, I will always love you. The prince's friends protest that Stephen Barry's account of Charles' behavior is greatly exaggerated. They point out, too, that the former valet is conveniently dead so that his testimony cannot be tested. Mm. So, I don't know. It's probably true. It's, there's probably he some truth to it. can't resist it anymore. Yeah. So, Camilla and her husband at this time were, like, they would still go out and socialize together, but otherwise they went their separate ways. They yeah. weren't, they weren't, like living to 
together anymore. People wonder, why not Diana? Why? Like, she's beautiful. Yeah. Why isn't he into her? Okay, I have another thing to read to answer that question. (laughs) Obviously, stuff like this is so subjective, you know? Like, some people are really into somebody and some Well, a lot of people look good on paper, but it's just not a match. So, okay. This is also... In the point of view of Giles Brandreth. Okay. So, his words, not mine. Charles had another problem, too. Diana was beautiful. Her beauty was a delight for us and a gift to picture editors, but a challenge for Charles and, to an extent, for Diana also. The eminent Irish, Irish psychiatrist, Professor Anthony Clare, told me, You can be too beautiful. Extremes are difficult for human beings to cope with. Great physical beauty does not lead to happiness. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe wasn't very happy. Princess Diana wasn't very happy. Um, blah, blah, blah. There are exceptions to every rule, but as a generalization, successful couples tend to be of a comparable age, educational ability, and attractiveness. On a scale of beauty from 1 to 10, a contented couple might expect to be within a point or two of one another. If you look at the photographs, you can see that when they were young, Princess Elizabeth was beautiful, truly so, and Prince Philip was handsome, astonishingly Mm. so. With Charles and Diana, it was different. On a scale of beauty, he hovered around a 5, while on a good day, at least in the eyes of the average beholder she veered between eight and ten. Oh my god i know charles was made painfully aware of this particular element in their mismatch for example on a walk on a tour together in australia in 1985 they went on a repeated walkabout and when charles climbed out of the official car he would hear the crowds giving off involuntary groan of disappointment oh as if they were on the side if they were on the side that he, rather than Diana, was set to work. He listened to the crowds and heard their disappointment. Oh no, she's on the wrong side. He leafed through the newspapers and saw photographs of Diana and her dazzling smile and contrasted them with the cartoons of himself that inevitably featured his protuberant ears. Diana was treated as an iconic beauty, a dream princess come true. He was regarded, he felt, at best as a bit of a letdown, at worst as a figure of fun. He was disconcerted, hurt, and undermined by the fatuous remarks and insults, rude comments shouted out, gestures made, plastic masks waved about, woundingly unnecessary things written in the papers about me, etc. With Camilla, of course, none of these problems will apply. Camilla is attractive in her grooming and her wardrobe, especially since her engagement had been faultless, but her looks don't dazzle. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. But yeah, I do think it, it would be kind of rough to be with someone where people are always saying, why is <laughs> she with him? With his big ears. That five. I wouldn't say he's a five. I like, wouldn't say that either. Honestly, that's quite mean. I know. He's, he's normal looking, I would say. I think he, I think when he was young, he was attractive. He was attractive. I'm not... I think he's way more attractive than the guy in the crown. Sorry. I think he's more attractive than William. Mm. Well, not young William, but William <laughs> now. I think he's fine. I mean, that's just this guy's opinion. Yeah. But I think if their marriage was already rocky and then all... I don't know why Charles was reading the newspapers. He shouldn't have been I doing know. that. But already rocky, you're fighting all the time, and then everybody's saying, like, she's so beautiful. Ooh, we don't like you. Like, Yeah, I feel like in a way, and it's wrong, but he, he would resent Diana for that. I think he did. Like, I think if he loved her to start it would be like you're right she is way more beautiful i don't mm-hmm. know what she's doing with me yeah but then if people are using that against you all the time to make you feel worse about yourself you would just want nothing to do with that other person i know i think he really did start to resent her and he was trying to do all these 
charities and stuff and people just did not care mm. they cared more about like her outfits what a weird complex that charles must have that he's literally a prince and people do not like him i know <laughs> that's like really he's literally royalty people don't care that's sad i know i I know, and it's not even because he's, like, a terrible person. He is People just think he's, like, a loser. I really don't think he is a terrible person. But, yeah, he was, back to the story, he was having an affair with Camilla at this point. Yeah. Um, Charles would make stealth visits to Camilla. He had one of his most devoted retainers, someone that worked for him, make the 15-minute drive to Middlewick House, where Camilla lived, and deliver notes, packages, and flowers picked by Charles from the garden. Most of the time, Charles and Camilla would spend time at the home of friends because that was, like, a safe place to be. And this comes up later in the Camilla Gate tampon phone call, which we will get to. Yeah. So, apparently Diana was shattered when she heard of their friend's complicity in Charles's and Camilla's affair. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of people just, like, went along with it. But it's said to have made Diana a tougher person. Yeah. Diana did have her own affairs at this time, too. But I think, you know, the question is, like, who started it? I think it probably was I Charles. Sounds like it was him. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she was totally, in in my book, okay to be with other people. I agree. Once um, the other person cheats, guys, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've established that whole <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, if they're not stopping it, you might as well have some fun. Yeah. The press started paying attention to how much time Charles and Diana spent apart. Mm. Being like, oh, he's here, she's there. They haven't been seen together in months or something. They went to a a wedding, and apparently Diana was on the dance floor dancing with somebody else. And Charles and Camilla just, like, slipped out of the party and left. Oh, my God. And it seemed like no one really was trying to care. Like, they weren't keeping up appearances anymore as well. And... He was quoted to a friend saying, I just want to be with her, meaning Camilla, all the time. And another friend said he fantasized about escaping to Italy with Camilla and living in exile, but it was just a dream. Hmm. <laughs> but by autumn 1988, the affair was starting to leak beyond their closest circle. Like, I think the press was catching her Camilla in pictures, and they, they didn't know who she was, but they were saying, like, his female confidant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> As those tabloids do. They come up with, like, little names for people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, his gal pal. Yeah, his gal... Yeah, just Charles and his gal pal. <laughs> but he was still lonely, I guess. Like, he didn't see Camilla all the time. And she made him happy, but the happiness was dampened by their marital deceptions. And he felt that Diana continued to drain him emotionally and upstage him publicly. Hmm. But apparently in 1989, Diana approached Camilla at a birthday party and asked her to leave. Whose birthday party? Oh, leave Charles alone. Um, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Just like a friend or something. Charles always kept Camilla out of Harry and William's sight. And then in 1989, this is when a sleepy 12-minute conversation between Charles and Camilla oh. was recorded that occurred around midnight on Sunday, December 17th, 1989. The tape became public four years later, forever known as Camilla Gate. But I'm going to return to it when it comes out. That makes sense. I'm not going to get too into it yet. But it's crazy. It seems like people still don't know how it was taped. 
or who recorded it. Wait, that is very weird because it's a phone call. It is a phone call. I know. There's like this whole page in here. It's like a footnote, but it takes up the entire page in really small writing about how there was all this stuff about like, was it the government? Were they spying on the royal family? And they said, no, it wasn't us. And then they were saying it was a private individual that somehow... Um, so tapped their phones and like could it have been either of them camilla no, or you definitely know? not no okay it like ruined well, their we, lives we have to look at the yeah. two people in question yeah. no i really don't think so it also starts like in the middle it's like weird i do yeah. think someone was trying to spy on them to take down the royal family wow i know well they got some good juice there they really did and i feel kind of bad sharing it because i know charles hated how invasive the press was and stuff but i'm gonna read the transcript i mean it's out there <laughs> yeah. charles don't hate us don't pet don't, us don't we, please yeah don't <laughs> i can't do that anymore um, off with your head <laughs> <laughs> off with your head <laughs> kelly's actually a citizen of ireland wait no you don't have control over yeah, ireland. That's, true. that's true northern ireland you do we're gonna get back to the call when it comes out mm-hmm. but on june 28th 1990 charles was playing polo and there was an accident i guess he fell off the horse and then another horse fell on top of him and oh, kicked oh, him yeah. and he fractured his upper arm oh yeah camilla raced to the hospital to his bedside not a good look. but diana didn't come till the next day oh that's not good <laughs> i know and apparently Diana said something like, do you think you might have learned your lesson about Polo now? Like, I don't know. She didn't feel that bad for him. Mm-hmm. Camilla visited him while he healed, and she would come with other people, and, like, even her husband for cover. She's really not hiding it. I know. Well, she brought other people with oh, her, but okay. she's bold. And she would smoke on ashtrays that Charles provided for her, which was sweet because Charles actually hated smoking and had, like, a ban on it in the palace, but he let her smoke because... That's sweet. He loves her. Yeah. <laughs> and she smoked like a pack a day. Wow. That's why she's got that husky yeah, voice. Yeah, husky voice. Did she quit eventually? I don't know. I hope I'm so. not sure. Diana felt humiliated that Charles preferred to spend so much time with Camilla. Understandable. Mm-hmm. And she taped a series of interviews where she talked about it. They hadn't come out yet, though, I don't think. And according to friends, Charles started acting strangely, like abruptly, abruptly at the dinner table, and he would change the conversation whenever Diana was mentioned. The Duchess of Devonshire, I just have this random quote saying that Charles said he had no friends among his family apart from the Queen Mother, his grandmother. Mm. Um, I'm sure she's getting up there in age. She was. This family lives so long. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. I actually Googled, like, what does the queen eat because it's crazy. Their longevity is quite impressive. (laughs) I mean, even both of his parents who are not too closely related. They are related to each other, though. Mm -hmm. But they both lived very long. His dad died at what? Like, 100? 99 she's what like 96 right now she's or something? going on strong she had yeah. covid she bounced back right after that that's incredible i know yeah it's nuts 1992 prince andrew and sarah ferguson fergie divorced in the same year princess anne and her husband mark phillips divorced oh my god something's in the air mm-hmm and it was a very upsetting year for the queen. And turns out both Anne and Mark had been unfaithful. And Princess Anne apparently had been cheating with Andrew Parker Bowles. Wow. <laughs> small world. I know. Small world. Everyone's just swapping partners, I guess. 
Andrew is really like Andrew Parker Bowles. He's, I know. Doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. Apparently, he. There was even a part in one of the books where it was like he didn't think much about the prince. He was kind of just like honored to be hanging around He's with them. Fun, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I think he was kind of a shitty guy, but yeah, he's, he's chill at the same time. The Queen was very, very upset Yeah, about this. Then, the same year, the Sunday Times published the first installment of Diana, Her True Story, mm. where she really paints Charles in a terrible light and the whole royal family. Is that the interview where she's like, well, there was three of us I in this marriage? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And there were copies delivered to the palace and i guess when diana spotted the copy she retreated to her room and charles was reading it while he was eating breakfast and was apparently silent (laughs) and there was an interior designer there robert keim who said it was horrific oh my god And within minutes after the designer left apparently diana was running downstairs out the car crying and then charles went out to the garden to pace around um (laughs) okay i know that's like not fun and like really bad but like a little drama. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a lot of drama. <laughs> you know, because you yeah. didn't um, be heated about. <laughs> um, apparently, it was a devastating and unprecedented blow to the entire royal family. Yes. I mean, come on, though. Like, think of, like, how the high standards that, like, Elizabeth needed to have. Mm-hmm. Then, like, all of her kids are just getting divorced. They're cheating. It was very upsetting. Yeah. I mean... I would be pissed if I was the queen, too. She, she never says anything about how she feels. Mm-hmm. She keeps everything to herself. Yeah. She just suffers in silence, you know. That's And she thinks that's the way it should be. And that's how she was forced to be. Yeah. yeah. We just need to be stable, you know. And then for this generation to be like, ah, just like all over the place. Yeah. And like going to the press. It's even worse now. I mean, maybe it's the same, but like Meghan Markle and stuff. But yeah, I the queen was not happy and... Uh, at first, Diana lied about participating in the book. She tried to say it wasn't true, but it was. And the Queen and Prince Philip summoned Charles and Diana and, like, sat them down and tried to say, basically, like, can you work this out? Like, stop fighting or whatever. They said no. Um, I don't know what they said, but Philip was apparently really angry and, like, raging. And Charles oh. was mute. And... It's like their kid's in trouble. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Reporters caught up to Camilla when she was at a polo match with her husband. And they asked her about it. And... She said, I'm certainly not going to bury myself away because of what the papers say. She said, absolutely not. Why should I? But she actually was, like, really rattled. Mm. She fled to Wales to save the friend, and then she went to Venice with her sister. And the press found her, and they said she looked tired and pale. Uh. Mm-hmm. Charles tried to distract himself by playing polo and launching his Institute of Architecture. <laughs> Around this time, Charles was advocating for a leaner image for the monarchy, reducing the number of royal families eligible for the Civil List Alliance. In a memo he wrote, he wondered if Britons believed that there were too many members with money spent on them. Mm. Which is kind of respectable. I mean, they are... I mean, the reason why the Queen is so stressed about this kind of stuff is a lot of people are trying to just get rid of the monarchy like, no that makes sense they need to seem like they're good people at least <laughs> yeah and they're causing drama that yeah. it gives people a reason to say like yeah why do why are we even supporting these people you know i do think for charles it's very easy for you to be like there's too many royal members <laughs> who are making money when you're like 
the heir to the throne. Yeah. You know, like... I know. Kind of fuck you. If I'm your cousin, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty mad at you. I know. But I do think he has a point. Yeah. I don't know how many people they did have on the civil list, but... I don't know. It's not fair. It's not fair that it's taxpayers' fair. money yeah. are going to people who were just born into this. And the main people do do a lot. Like, basically, every day, they are opening things at museums or they're helping charities or they're yeah they do do a lot they're doing all these things but i think some of the the people on the outskirts maybe aren't doing as much yeah maybe i'm wrong but no i believe you (laughs) i don't think they are i'm sure he did piss people off though that he said that the um windsor castle actually had a fire and to pay for the repairs they opened some of it up for the public for tours rather than use public money which was like very new at the time Hmm. and I, i went to windsor castle had a good time so (laughs) thank you guys for doing that (laughs) but yeah it's interesting at this like time in history like the early 90s it seems like they're starting to feel the pressure to spend less money you know they have to be a little thriftier about things like they can't just get money for everything anymore so and they do have all these businesses that they're doing and stuff so i don't know like the queen opens her gift shop Mm. <laughs> Which I also bought something there. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, Camilla was asked about Charles and Diana by a reporter, and she said, If something has gone wrong, I'm very sorry for them, but I know nothing more than the average person on the street. I only know what I see on television. Hmm. Obviously not true. I don't think so. But I guess she's just trying to protect herself, but obviously it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds media trained there. Yeah, she does. There's really not many interviews at all with Camilla. Like, you really can't find much about her. It's crazy. So, then, after this whole, you know, debacle with the Diana interview thing, January 17th, 1993, the Camilla Gate tape came out. Okay, I'm excited to hear The entire this. transcript was printed in the Sunday Mirror. It's spooky. No one knows who exactly recorded it. So, I remember a couple of years ago, I listened to it. Somehow I found it on YouTube or something. Yeah. And you did too, right? Yeah. But I could not find it Oh, this time around. I was looking everywhere. Wow. I should have downloaded it. I don't know if, like, because of the crown, somehow the royal family was like, we got to get that so off the internet. So it's not just, like, easy to find on YouTube? No. That's so I was weird. searching like crazy. I did find a really small snippet. I guess I'll play it just so you can hear, like, their voices, but... And if I do find it, like, maybe I'll put it in, but I couldn't find it. Okay. I can't bear a Sunday night without you. Oh, God. I fill up your tank. If you do, perfectly do. Because I need you several times a week. So do I. I need you all the week. All the time. All right. I mean, wouldn't we do anything to have this from Robin Kristen or something? <sighs> God, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I am... I don't want someone to tap their I know. Though, it's disturbing. Okay. So, this is at midnight, and it seems like Charles is really sleepy, so the author of the book, Giles, um, is guessing that he's lying in bed while Camilla is still up. Um, yeah. And that would make sense. That makes sense. Okay. So. And you know, your inhibitions at that hour yes, as well yeah. are quite low okay charles says how am i gonna like 
Should I say Charles and Kumstead or just go back? You know? Um, can you do, do a man voice? <laughs> I'll try. I mean, his voice is like. I can't do it. Too bad I don't have the script thought, as well, so you could act it out. <laughs> so Charles says he thought he might have gone a bit far. Camilla says, "Oh well." Anyway, you know, that's the sort of thing one has to be aware of and sort of feel one's way along with, if you know what I mean. Camilla says, hmm, you're awfully good at feeling your way along. Charles, oh, stop. I want to feel my way along you, all over you, and up and down, <laughs> you and in and out. <gasps> Camilla, oh. Charles, particularly in and out. Oh, my God. Camilla, oh, that's just what I need at the moment. <laughs> uh. Charles, is it? Camilla, I know it would revive me. I can't bear Sunday night without you. This is the part we just heard. Charles, oh God. <laughs> it's like that program, start of the week. I can't start the week without you. Charles, I fill up your tank. Oh my God. Yes, you do. Then you can cope. Then I'm all right. What about me? The trouble is, I need you several times a week, all the time. Camilla, mm, so do I. I need you all the week, all the time. <laughs> Charles. Oh, God, I'll just live inside your trousers or something. It'll be much easier. Oh, my God. Camilla, what are you going to turn into, a pair of knickers? Both are laughing. Oh, you're going to come back as a pair of knickers? Charles, or God forbid, a Tampax, just my luck. <gasps> he laughs. Camilla, you are a complete idiot. Oh, what a wonderful idea. <laughs> my luck to be tucked down the lavatory and going on and on forever, swirling round on top, never going down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, darling. <laughs> Until the next one comes through. <laughs> or perhaps you could just come back as a box. What sort of box? A box of Tampax. You could just keep going. That's true. Repeating yourself. <gasps> oh, darling, I just want you now. <laughs> you do? Mm, so do I. <laughs> Camilla. Desperately, desperately, desperately. Oh, I thought of you so much at Garrowby. Did you? Simply mean we couldn't be there together. Desperate. If you could be here, I long to ask Nancy sometimes. Why don't you? I daren't. <laughs> because I think she's in love with you. Mm. <laughs> She'd do anything you asked. Charles, she'd tell all sorts of people. Camilla, no, she wouldn't, because she'd be much too frightened of what you might say to her. I think you've got... I'm afraid it's a terrible thing to say, but I think, you know, these sort of people feel very strongly about you. You've got such a great hold over her. Really? And you're... I think, as usual, you're underestimating yourself. But she might be terribly jealous or something. Camilla. Oh. Ha. <laughs> she laughs. <laughs> now that is a point. I wonder. She might be, I suppose. Charles. You never know, do you? Camilla. No. The little green-eyed monster might be lurking inside her. No, but I mean, the thing is, you're so good when people are so flattered to be taken into your confidence. But I don't know. They'd betray you. You know, real friends. Really? I don't. Gone to sleep? No, I'm here. Darling, listen, I talked to David tonight again. It might not be any good. Oh, no. I'll tell you why. He's got these children, one of those crawly girls, and their nanny's staying. He's going, I'm going, to ring him again tomorrow. He's going to try to put them off till Friday. But I thought, as an alternative, perhaps I might ring up Charlie. Wait, who are these people they're talking about? So, I think this is them trying to find a place to go. Oh, to do it. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Because, remember, they apparently go to their friends' houses or something. Yeah. <laughs> So she's saying it's not going to work out with him because he's got these children that are going to mm. be there. Um, <laughs> and Camilla says, "Oh my God, I don't, I don't know if she just means then we can 
spend the night there and hang out or yeah. if you literally mean to have sex because she says and then we could and see if we could do it there i know he's back on thursday charles it's quite a lot further away camilla oh is it charles well, i'm trying to think coming from newmarket <laughs> coming from newmarket to me at that time of night you could probably do it in two and three quarters it takes me three charles to what to um bowwood northmore to go to Bowood, to go to Bowood would be the same as me, really. Wouldn't wow, it? planning out the logistics <laughs> of it is not that sexy. <laughs> I mean, to say you would suggest going to Bowood, eh? No, not at all. Which Charlie then? What Charlie did you think I was talking about? <laughs> I didn't know because I thought you meant I've got lots. Somebody else. I've got lots of friends called Charlie. The other one, Patty's. Oh, oh, there. Oh, that's further away. They're not. They've gone. I don't know. It's just, you know, just a thought if I had fell through the other place. Oh, right. Yeah, they go on. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Go on the M25 and <laughs> the M4? Yes, um, <laughs> they, like, are playing the logistics. Yeah. It's kind of cool to read. Do they get back into, like, the sex thing they of do. it? They do. Okay, so he's talking about sp- some speech he's working on, and she says, can I have a copy of the one you've just done? Yes, Camilla. Can I? Um, I'd like it. Okay, I'll organize it. Darling. But I, oh, God, when am I going to speak to you? I can't bear it. Um, Wednesday night? Oh, certainly Wednesday night. I'll be all alone. Um, Wednesday, you know, the evening or Tuesday. While you're rushing around doing things, I'll be, you know, alone until it reappears. And early Wednesday morning, I'll be, I mean, he'll be leaving half past eight. I think that means Andrew Parker Bowles. Mm. He won't be there. He won't be here Thursday, pray God. Um, that ambulance strike it's a terrible thing to say this i suppose it won't have come to an end by thursday i don't know there's some strike going on (laughs) it's so funny they're going on trying to figure out how they're gonna see each other and when they're gonna talk again it would be so wonderful to have just one night to set on our way wouldn't it charles wouldn't it to wish you a happy christmas camilla happy oh don't let's think about christmas i can't bear it going to sleep because i think there's a long pause Mm -hmm. i think you'd better don't you darling Yes, darling. I think you've exhausted yourself by all that hard work. You must go to sleep now, darling. Yes, darling. Camilla says, will you ring me when you wake up? Yes, I will. Before I have those rampaging children around. It's Tom's birthday tomorrow. You all right? Mm, I'm all right. Camilla says, can I talk to you, I hope, before those rampaging children? What time do they come in? <laughs> well, usually Tom wakes up at, never wakes up at all, but it's his birthday tomorrow. So they're like planning when they're going to talk yeah. on the phone next. Camilla says, yeah, if you can. Love you, darling. Night, darling. I love you. I love you, too. I don't want to say goodbye. Aww. That was Charles. Well done for doing that. You're a clever old thing. An awfully good, good brain lurking in there, isn't it? Oh, darling, I think you ought to give the brain a rest now. Night, night. Night, darling. God bless. I do love you, and I'm so proud of you. That's Camilla. Charles. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Don't be silly. I've never achieved anything. Charles. Yes, you have. Camilla. No, you haven't. Charles, your greatest achievement is to love me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, darling, easier than falling off a chair. Charles, you suffer all those indignities and tortures and calamities. Camilla, oh, darling, don't be si- silly. I'd suffer anything for you. That's love. That's the strength of love. Night, night. Night, darling. Sounds as though you're dragging an enormous piece of string behind you with hundreds of tin pots and cans attached to it. Must be your telephone. Night, night. Before the battery goes, blows a kiss. Night. It keeps going, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a whole page? Yeah. Um, I love you. I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> Neither do I, but I must get some sleep. Bye. Bye, darling. I love you. Bye. Hopefully talk to you in the morning. Please. Bye. I love you. Night. 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 Love you forever. Oh. Night. <laughs> goodbye, my darling. Night. Night, night. Night. Oh, my God. Bye-bye. Going. Bye. Going. 
gone. Night. Press the button. <laughs> Going to press the tit. <laughs> All right, darling, I wish you were pressing mine. <gasps> God, I wish it was. Harder and harder. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, darling. Night. Night. I love you. Love you. Press the tit. That's Camilla. Adore you. Night. 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 <laughs> Camilla blows a kiss. Night. Good night, my darling. Love oh, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. They're in love. I, I mean, know. that's love. Whatever love is, that's love. <laughs> I know. But it's I mean, crazy. I mean, it's, it's hot. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, they can't resist it. When you feel something that strongly. I like, know. They can't even say goodbye. How are you? Yeah. I mean, how is it going to walk away from that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds like it's like a drug almost. I know. I'm sorry, but it's so cute. They're like teenagers. I know, and they they're like 40. Yeah. It's so cute. They can't waste that. It's sad, but like, I he's know. not going to stay in a loveless marriage when he feels that way for Camilla. I can't believe that. Also, the comment about like your, be- your greatest achievement is loving me sounds arrogant. It kind of is, but I feel like he's trying to put himself down by that, being like, I'm so unlovable oh, that your greatest achievement is loving yeah, me. Yeah, he know. doesn't have a way with words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but honestly, that Tampax comment is kind of I know. He's That's a little bold. bit of a sexter. Yeah, he is. Like, he'd be really good in this, like, <laughs> modern age. <laughs> he'd be a box. Yeah. So he can just keep going. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> he probably, like... Give a good head. <laughs> Mel looks shy to say well, that. Well, I just realized my mom's listening. <laughs> Whatever. We don't know what that means. No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> we just heard. <laughs> he did. Charles, wow. Yeah. I think it's just so cute. They take forever to say goodbye. Like, that is adorable. That is adorable. Those people who tapped that phone must have been like, oh they my hit the god, jackpot. Jack Think of this. how many random calls he probably makes. They're just like, oh, yeah, it was so boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will you speak at this event? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. But that is such a violation of privacy. Yes, it is. That is tough. I know. I am so be thrilled we have this, but I do feel bad. And apparently after they were really freaked out and, like, probably didn't have calls like that for yeah, a while. I don't think they did. I mean, they probably shouldn't be, but... I know. The other book I read, the Sally Bedell Smith book, said, The terrible irony for Charles, who had spoken and written endlessly on behalf of his myriad causes... The words that would stick in the public's mind would be his wish to live inside Camilla's trousers as a tampax. <laughs> That's Elizabeth must be so mad about this. She was. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't show much emotion, but I'm pretty sure she was like, "That's it." Yeah. Like, are you serious? <laughs> This was huge, though. Like, it was made fun of in Saturday Night Live, cartoons. I mean, we were too young mm-hmm. to remember. I mean, but how embarrassing. Like, no, I mean, we weren't even alive yet. But <laughs> I would be embarrassed just, like, if, like, a group of ten people overheard that conversation the whole I know. world. That's I know. awful. They, I know. The fact that they even survived that is crazy. I love, I'm just going to treasure this. I'm going to just pull this book out whenever I need a good mood and just read that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <sighs> but 
Charles' approval rating went way down. Mm-hmm. You know how they do those polls all the yeah, time. Yeah, understandable. His approval rating was now at a low 4%. Before he married Diana, 70% of people said he was the most likable person in the wow. royal family. How low did he go? Four. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Those four percenters I know. are... They're loyal. loyal. Must be the old ladies. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was, this was bad. Camilla had to stay in hiding mm. after this, and she felt like she couldn't even call Charles because she was afraid her phone was tapped. And you see in the conversation how much Camilla encourages him. She says so many times, like, oh, that big old brain of yours. Yeah, I'm proud sleep. of I'm you. proud of you. Yeah. She, and she says, like, all his friends admire him and stuff. Like, she's just complimenting him left and right. I think he needed a lot of assurance. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's just what he needs. I have this quote from some, again, it's like, an immediate family member who I don't and is it true I don't know but an immediate family member apparently once told the author of Giles that Charles has always needed a comforter what he gets from Camilla is what he used to get from his nurse he never got that from Diana yeah that made me think love languages Mm, that's true (laughs) that's super important for your love language i just can't stop thinking about the fact that him and diana only went on 13 dates Mm -hmm. and then he goes away for six months that's basically resetting your back to the beginning i know it's crazy it just it was not didn't have a good start they no it's sad and it's tough because you can't really say to like oh they should have never been together because now you know it's harry and william and they have kids and like it's it's exactly. meant to be i guess in yeah a way, exactly but, like, it is still so sad yeah so you know people really hated charles and camilla and a lot of people still do because of this mm-hmm. and paparazzi was be- following them everywhere and then there was that story about women throwing rolls at camilla at a supermarket <sighs> Yeah. Which apparently wasn't true, but it was believable because that's how much people hated her. Mm-hmm. But Charles went to the U.S. and he spoke at the College of William and Mary. And the audience greeted him with cheers, whistles, and applause and standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> and he was apparently visibly touched. And the Daily Mail said he hadn't seen a welcome like that in England for a long time. Wow. Because <laughs> Americans were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty guy. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> drama he often felt like i think he felt more liked in places like america and australia for whatever reason Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like that's true here too like even now like with the younger royals i feel like i read things about people in england not liking them or whatever yeah like people are like really like judgmental of Meghan markle mm -hmm. it seems over there and like Mm -hmm. over here it's like most people like her i don't know yeah um, Charles and Diana were now basically living separate lives. They basically had been the whole time, but still married. Mm-hmm. Then there was this broadcast of a TV documentary called Charles, a Private Man, the Public Role. Mm. It's two and a half hours long, and he had been filming this. He let this director, Jonathan Dimbleby, follow him around for a year and a half to improve his reputation. Oh. And he hadn't been sure how to approach the infidelity in the documentary, so he decided to just be honest. Yeah. So I'm going to play a clip. Oh. I get to see Charles's very posh voice. I mean, all I could say is um, that, uh, I mean, there is no truth in, in, in so much of this speculation. And 
um, Mrs. Bugabills is a great friend of mine. I have a large number of friends. I'm terribly lucky to have so many friends who I think are wonderful and uh, make the whole difference to my life, which would become intolerable otherwise. And she has been a friend for a very long time, and uh, along with a lot of other friends, and will continue to be a friend for a very long time. And I think also most people probably would, would realize that when marriages break down, awful and miserable as that is, that so often, you know, that it is your friends who are the most important and um, helpful and understanding and encouraging. Otherwise, you would go start raving mad. And uh, that's what friends are for. Understandably, uh, when your marriage collapsed, you form close friendships, you uh, re-establish close friendships of whatever character that friendship is. Were you... Did you try to be faithful and honourable to your wife when you took on the vow of marriage? Yes, absolutely. And you were? Yes. Until it became irretrievably broken down. Us both having tried. You've been very open about all of this and what you've what you've said. Do you now hope that this issue and expect this issue to go away? Would, is that what you hope will now happen? Well, it would be nice if it did, from everybody's point of view. I mean, I don't think many other people have to go through this constant uh, attention, not just me, but others, you know, when their marriages break down. I mean, as, I, as I've said before, it is a deeply regrettable thing to happen. But uh, it does happen, and unfortunately, in this case, it has happened. I mean, it's the last possible thing that I ever wanted to happen. I'm not a total idiot. I do, <laughs> unaware of all these um, problems. And as I was saying as before, this business of predicting what everybody would say, it's not something that I went into marriage, you know, with the intention of this happening, or in any way in a cynical frame of mind. I mean, I... I'm, on, on the whole, not a cynical person. And, uh, you know, I have... I... I, I, I sorry, I'm self-righteous to say so, but I have, on the whole, tried, I think, to, to get it right. I mean, constantly, people scrutinising. So, I mean, it, 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 I have always tried to get it right, and tried to do the, the right thing by everybody. So you can imagine, it's, it's, not, it's not a very um, happy or encouraging thing when this sort of business happens. So, obviously, it would be nice if, you know, if it could be over and done with. I mean, it has happened. That is that, is that regrettably. The end. Oh, I love when he was like, I mean, I'm not a total idiot. <laughs> he's like admitting that he's total like idiot. somewhat an idiot, but... <laughs> I mean, he has a point. Like, it's not really, at the end of the day, a unique situation. So many people, mm -hmm. their marriages just do not work out. Yeah. And divorce is so normal. But for yeah. him, 
he's held to such a different standard from anybody else. He's mm-hmm. only human, is what he's trying to say. If they were just, like, random people living out in the countryside, it would be like, hmm? No big deal. It's held yeah. to such a different standard. Yeah. I do think it's sad when he says, like, I tried to get it right. Yeah. I tried to do the right thing. I feel like that's where he went wrong. I know. Obviously, it's nice to try to do right to other people and right by other people, but you really can't live your life trying to please people that way because it does later on just lead to so many more problems, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, it would have hurt Diana to break up with her before the wedding or something, but I think it would have hurt much less than yeah. all this, you know what yeah, I mean? You had to leave, lead your life with authenticity. Mm-hmm. I tried to get it right, tried to do the right thing. And I do think it really does make him sad that the marriage didn't work out. Like, where he's like, it's it a regrettable like, thing. It's, yeah. it's, I didn't want this. Like, yeah, I do believe him. I, I genuinely I believe him and trust him. I believe him, too. I really do think he was, like, a romantic, and he is very religious, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever wanted to get divorced. I don't know. I do think, at the end of the day, it was just a very bad match, and mm-hmm. he probably should have known a little better because he's older, but he was getting pressured by people, you know? Yeah, and it's something that none of us can understand. Yeah. Apparently, 14 million people watched this confession mm. and did not go well. Yeah. His honesty did not earn him points with the public at all. Uh, earned him points with me, <laughs> honestly. Why did he admit it on TV? Apparently, Camilla had wanted him to avoid discussing their affair, but mm. he was determined to connect, correct the misconception that he was unfaithful from the start. Which I can understand, yeah. I guess. people Probably everybody was saying he was cheating the whole time. Then, 1995, January 10th, Camilla and Andrew announced their divorce. Finally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And fun fact, they sold their house to the drummer of Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. I know. Camilla moved five miles away to a picturesque English village, Le Coq, and bought, (laughs) bought probably French, (laughs) bought a stone house on 27 acres. And Charles took to, took charge of refurbishing her garden. Oh, of course. He had a security system installed, and he also made his staff available to her. Okay, so then, in like an act of random guessing or something, Diana sat down for her four-hour interview, um, a four-hour interview, TV interview. I think this is actually the interview where she says there were three of us in the marriage. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it came out on Charles' birthday. (laughs) That's savage. I know, 47th birthday, November 14th. Um, 15 million people watched this, so a million more than Charles's. Wow. Um, Yeah, she said the thing about the marriage being crowded, and she also expressed doubts about Charles being able to reign. And this was the last straw for the queen. Mm Mm-hmm. She swiftly sent letters to Diana and Charles and requested that they divorce as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't they already? I don't know. Were they, like, just not allowed to? I think they weren't allowed to. And I think, I do think Charles was always kind of afraid to make decisions without his mom, which Aww. sounds kind of lame. But I think he thought he, like, couldn't or something. Yeah. And I wonder if he ever would have if his mother didn't tell him to. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently his... That's funny. He's like, I just can't deal with this anymore. (laughs) This is completely against everything I believe, but you need to divorce. Yeah. Because, yeah, she was, like, also very religious and didn't 
want them to get divorced, but yeah. Um, apparently, her letters were polite but firm, and to Diana, she signed it with love from Mama. Oh wow! I know it's kind of sweet. I know it's sweet. I know she always surprises you. That Queen I don't Elizabeth, think the Queen is like a bad lady. <laughs> Even yeah. like. I don't, like, I don't think, I don't she's, think bad. she's a bad lady. Even she's Harry and, uh, and Meghan are like, no, we love the queen. We're not bashing the queen. She's not bad. Mm-hmm. I think she is just very serious about her role as queen. Yeah. And is maybe not the most, like, approachable person yeah. or comfy. But I don't think she's a mean but person. that coldness has been, like, indoctrinated into her since, like, she was yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. You can't blame her for that. Yeah. It's all connected. So, the terms of Charles and Diana's settlement was announced July 12th, 1996. Now, Charles and Camilla were both divorced, but mm. neither were free because, like, everybody hated them. Mm. And they, for, you know, they needed approval of the people. And Charles couldn't just start, like, dating Camilla because everybody hated her. And Charles issued a statement saying he had no intention to remarry. And I think he probably meant it. I think he probably thought that wasn't really an option for him. Yeah. Um, Camilla was basically on house arrest since Diana's interview. She had to use back doors to sneak around, and Charles hid under a blanket in the backseat of a car when he visited her. Wow. You know. And the British tabloids were really intense about Charles and Camilla. Like, they would have capital letter titles like, Bed of Sin. Wow. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> they hated like this couple. Yeah, they hated them. And Charles was being urged by his family to cut Camilla loose. But he didn't. And this is when Operation PB began. What does that stand for? Operation Parker Bowles. Because apparently they called her Mrs. PB, like, around uh, the palace. Oh, interesting. Buckingham Palace, yeah. Mrs. PB. So they're trying to get rid of her? No. Oh. Actually. This is someone that I think Charles hired or something named Mark Bolland, and he became Mrs. PB's private secretary and oh. executed a long-term campaign to improve her public image. Wow. <laughs> Operation PB. What did that entail? Well, get into it. Well, January 1997, there was a televised debate about the monarchy, and just between people, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know, um, about, like, should we have a monarchy yeah. or whatever, and I guess when her name was mentioned, the audience booed. <gasps> Poor yeah, Um, so, for Operation PB, it was a long, slow process. They yeah. were strategic about having her at some things and not at others. Her mother had died of osteoporosis, I guess, oh. so she started getting really involved with the Osteoporosis Society, and her and her sister held an event for them, July 1997, so that was, like, a good moment for her. You know, it went well. And then July 18th, they cel- Charles and Camilla celebrated her birthday. So this is, like, you know, the debate where people booed her was January. Now this is July. They had a party, and they were openly, like, intimate. I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. I don't know if they were... Ki- I don't think they were kissing or anything, but I think they were just, like, together at this party, and, like, it went okay. Diana was following Operation PB's progress. I don't know if she knew it was an official thing or if she was just, like, keeping her eye on Mm -hmm. Camilla, but her and Charles' relationship was actually, like, a little better when they saw each other. Yeah. Now that they were divorced, but she still showed some mischief, apparently at a party, a charity cocktail event in New York City. She wore a gold link bracelet that had interlocking C's, and she pointed to the clasp and said to people, this is for Charles, and that is for Camilla. And everybody um. laughed. 
Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Camilla was still not invited to royal events, even though I guess technically she was, like, his girlfriend, but yeah. she was invited to things. But she did have a little success. The New Yorker published an affectionate portrait of her describing her self-deprecating humor and how she'd answer the phone Rottweiler here mm. for Diana's nickname about her. The author Patty, oh, the author of the article said, I think about, yeah, about Charles and Camilla said, you know, after all these years, they're just happy to breathe the same air. Mm. Which is sweet. That is sweet. <sighs> Because I was nervous that maybe part of the appeal for them was that it was an affair and that that would die down. I know. Once they were free to be with each other. I was worried about that, too. Doesn't seem like it, Luckily, I think that's not the case. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay, and now I've got to pivot from all the fun and everything because then it takes turn for tragedy. Um, Kind of just did the sign of the cross. Yeah. August 31st, 1997... Diana was in a limousine with her current boyfriend Dodie Fade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it crashed. It instantly killed Dodie and the driver. Oh. And then she was taken to the hospital and passed away. She was only 36 years old. It's so sad. And it's actually crazy because in uh, we're not recording it exactly, but in two days it's the 25th year anniversary i guess of her death wow um so it's very sad i know and it was completely shocking i mean we i was only like two and a half or something so i didn't remember it at the time but charles is said to have been distraught and he let his sons i think he heard the news but then he let his sons sleep and he had the television removed from their sitting room and when they woke up at 7 15 a.m he told them what had happened that must have been truly brutal it's so sad it's he flew to paris to bring diana's body back and on the queen's order she would be treated as the royal family and they held a royal funeral for her and he did worry that the press would blame him for her death well people do think that they killed her like charles People just think that, like, the royal family, like, the queen included. Oh, like, yeah. I really it. don't think so. I don't so, think so, though. either. I mean, come on. Like, I know. I mean, I think they were so, trying to move on. Yeah. Know? I don't think so. I think it was just a terrible accident. And they, I mean, the press, I think, killed her. And yeah, apparently, I agree. Apparently, Charles, not Charles, apparently William and Harry, when they were little, literally thought they killed her mm-hmm. the press like yeah. beat her to death or something but they were like being chased and trying to escape paparazzi and stuff so it's it a highly dangerous situation yeah it's really sad <sighs> and i do i feel bad like and even going ahead like yeah charles and camilla are still together to this day and part of you and I bet Charles and Camilla kind of feel this way, like, feel a little bad that Diana died, you know? Yeah. And that they got to have their, like, happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, a weird thing. Yeah, because I think she would have had such a great life if had she not had died. Like, mm-hmm. I am optimistic she would have found someone else. Yeah. Had a good mm-hmm. um, love story, been a great mom. Yeah. Like, like had a lot of success. <laughs> and it is really tragic. It is so true. For her to have story ended only, like, at that point in her life. It, there's so much unfinished. I know. It's horrible. 
<sighs> it's so sad. She was so young. I love you, Mel. Oh, I love you, Cal. I know. I, I'm so scared to die. Oh, I can't <laughs> me believe too. even me, even I'm going to die. Sometimes I want to make a collage of, like, just everyone that I care about who's died. Just to rem- just to look at and be oh, like. Oh, that's really sweet. I can do it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they did it. They I did can it, do you it, know? too. Yeah, that's really Even sweet. someone as young and cool and loved and fresh and just everything is diana like she died i know and we're gonna too you know i know so guys <gasps> live every day yeah. no it's kind of hard live to live every day, every day. i know like, it is die. it is hard because then people are like why are you doing that i know i hope she had a good day in paris you know yeah she was i mean i'm guessing she's with Dodie. i think it was a new love type of thing i hope she had a good day you know yeah Ugh. it's so tragic uh and i do really feel bad for charles having to break that news to his boys i know and he he did really love his boys yeah i, I was I, gonna ask that what's he like yeah. as a father i didn't put too much about because there's just so much information i know <laughs> i didn't put too much about them in here but i do think he is a good dad and i do think that after diana's death i feel like the three of them you know, we're really, really stuck close. together. Yeah. It seems like today, him and William are like best friends. They're doing all the Thickest royal thieves. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, seems like he's estranged from <laughs> Harry. I would yeah. say. Mm, I don't know. I don't know the details. I'd have to read read a book about it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> after this, though, after this happened, it was like okay, mm-hmm. Operation PB is going to take a lot longer than yeah. we thought. Like. We can't have Charles out and about, like... Oh, no, it'd be so bad. ...having fun with Camilla. So they kind of had... They took a few steps back after this. Um, A year after Diana's death, he made the first of his... First of half dozen... Okay, so I guess six. Wait, first of... Yeah. (laughs) Numbers, I'm bad I'm like Charles got some bad numbers. (laughs) To the Eastern Orthodox Monastic Enclave... On Mount Athos, there's like a monastery, and he's basically just going to focus on his spirituality, and he lived a monastery lifestyle, practicing each day with prayer, sharing meals with the monks, and Mm -hmm. having service at night, and would pray for hours, and it was a place he could be as old-fashioned as he liked. Oh, that's sweet. I bet he was like trying to work through all this stuff, you know? He's doing the work. He's doing the work, (laughs) finally. (laughs) Yes. He's doing the work, as they say. Yeah. Um, he did bring a satellite phone though to communicate with Camilla. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's gotta, he's gotta get that Camilla, or or else he gets a touchy. Is I'm that person said. He just proposed to her all those years. I know. Previously, it would be so you know, different. Not virginal. I know. So. Yeah. So he had to be cautious about resuming public life with her. Mm-hmm. One of his top officials said, apparently, this is kind of gossipy, but said, she wears the pants and he would tell you that. <laughs> but see, that's what he should have been saying about Diana. Mm-hmm. So that shows yeah. that he really does just love Camilla. Yeah. And um, the guy that was, Mark Ballin, the like PR person that was doing the Operation PB, said mm-hmm. that Camilla was more attuned to the real world than most people around the prince, Mm. but that Camilla was kind of an an enigma who preferred to cultivate some mystery. 
She had no need to explain herself or beg for her approval. I do think she's an enigma. I still can't really yeah. figure her out. And there's like, you go on YouTube, there's not much about Camilla. Mm. There's like one recent interview so weird. from her about like osteoporosis. I feel like people are sleeping <laughs> on her. Why, does she have osteoporosis? Oh no, she just oh. like does that charity because her mom yeah. had it. And there's one other where she's talking about I think she did some cause for, like, sexual assault or something. That's good. She's, yeah, she's very chill and, like, nice. weird. She's, like, not really getting attention. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. But I think that still, even to this day, they're, like, in their 70s. Yeah. They are afraid to... To cover her? To come out and, like, have her talk because people will hate her. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, She still at this time, this is 1998, smoked a pack and a half a day. Wow. And butts filled the ashtrays of her antique tables. Oh, my God. She still hadn't been introduced to William and Harry. Um, But apparently, nine months after Diana's death, I think William came into the drawing room at York House and saw her there. Uh. I know. But I don't really know anything more about that. William and Harry hadn't been interested in meeting Camilla. Yeah. It's painful. Um, But one day, Charles, as a first step, he invited Camilla's kids Mm. over her two kids and they hung out with William and Harry and they had fun I guess oh wow so two months later William said he was ready to meet Camilla and Camilla was so nervous I guess she was like shaking wow and I don't know if it was just her and William or I don't know if Charles was there I don't know but it was only half hour but they had small talk over tea and soft drinks (laughs) I guess it went well but after Camilla left she gasped and said I really need a gin and tonic oh that does sound stressful yeah but she met with William two more times the following month and then Harry soon after and yeah they really I don't even think of it like this but they're a blended family like Harry and they are William have step siblings Mm -hmm. I know I didn't really know anything about them. I'm yeah. so sorry. I forget Camilla's daughter's <laughs> name. I know her son is Tom, but, like, I was looking at pictures, and you can, like, see Tom in some pictures mm. and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, a Buckingham Palace source said, so this is 1998, that the Queen has not and will not formally meet with Camilla. She will not even appear at the same social function. Wow. They're wasting time. I know. At Charles's 50th birthday party, Camilla was nearby but always out of frame. Mm. Um, this was her first appearance at, like, an official royal public engagement, mm-hmm. though. But they avoided talking to each other all evening, and the Queen wow. and Prince Philip were not there. Because of Camilla? I think so. Wow. I know! It's so dramatic, like, the lengths they go to I avoid. know. And, like, just to know that they do even... They do end up together. <laughs> I know! End. Like, just... <sighs> Let's stop this. You know. January 28th, 1999, Thursday. I don't know why I have that detail. <laughs> um, they made their first public appearance as a couple. It only lasted 20 seconds. They were leaving the Ritz Hotel for her sister's birthday. I guess people knew they were going to be there. Mm. So there were, all these, there were like 200 photographers waiting outside. They just walked outside the hotel. He smiled and she bowed her head slightly. He lightly touched her arm before she climbed into the car, and he walked around to the other side. So very subtle. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that was, like, their first appearance. Apparently, Joan Rivers had befriended Camilla. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I know. 
I can see it. And River said, I got what she was about, which is full of fun, wicked sense of humor, and this is in a very good way, rough around the edges. Mm. He's got to be so formal. I just love that there's someone who could be rowdy with him and silly with him and normal with him. That's sweet. Yeah, I know. By May 2000, now 44% of the public said Charles and Camilla should wed. Hmm. So, still... More than half people say they shouldn't. <laughs> but it's getting up there. It's getting up there. Operation PB. They planned her first face-to-face encounter with the Queen since the 80s. Wow. This is 2000 now. I can't believe they had not interacted <laughs> since I know. Um, it was at a barbecue for Charles's cousin Constantine's 60th birthday. So it's like kind of low stakes. Yeah. The Queen smiled and Camilla curtsied. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's really not I know. <laughs> breaking the ice there. BBC called Camilla his companion, and mm. she continued to be excluded from occasions. We all know what's going on. I know. There's actually this TikTok audio right now that's like, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows that he fucks you. And people, oh, my God. People do it, like, about siblings in the Folgers commercial. Oh, yeah, or, Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, like, people that you think are fucking. This. Yeah, this is, like, everybody yeah, knows. Everybody, everybody knows. knows. They're fucking. Just own it. I know. I guess they're trying to pretend it's not happening. I don't mm-hmm. know. But there was even this funeral of his longtime mentor, Derek Hill, because you know, he, he had all these older friends. Yeah. Even at the funeral tr- at the church, Camilla was five pews behind Charles. <sighs> so awkward i know it's sad like they can't mm-hmm. be together june 26 2001 was their first kiss not really obviously mm. but it was at an osteoporosis society event camilla was hosting a benefit for them charles arrived walked out of his limousine and mouthed hello you and kissed mm. her on the cheeks oh that's sweet i know it warms my heart yeah. <laughs> She was asked about her future with Charles by Mark Boland, the guy doing Operation PB, and she said she had no idea about the future. He pushed further, and she said that many friends around her were unhappily married or single and lonely. Mm-hmm. She said, then there's me. I can't really complain and don't. I'm probably happier than all of them, however complicated it may be. So, they're happy, I guess. Yeah. Now, 50% of British people by 2002 approved really of them good. getting married. Yeah. And later that year, the Church of England voted to allow divorced couples to remarry in the church. Oh. Which is a big deal. It's very confusing to me. I always thought the Church of England was okay with divorce. Yeah, I thought that's the reason why they broke I off know. from so, Catholicism. I don't know. I guess I'm just ignorant and don't know yeah, the details. What you guys wanted? The freedom <laughs> to do this? Yeah, because it what seems like apparently it's still no-no. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> It's just to be confusing. <laughs> um, okay, this is a turning point, though. Charles and Camilla were invited to the wedding of Charles's godson, Edward Van Cutsum. Mm-hmm. He was friends with the Van Cutsum family, the parents. Yeah. And only a couple days before the ceremony, Camilla's status was demoted, <gasps> and she was moved to the back of the church to avoid offending the queen. Wow. And Camilla was so embarrassed that she said she couldn't attend, and Charles sided with her, and he didn't go either. And mm. then at this point, it was like, okay, she's him. my, you know, partner. Like, she's my love of my life. Like, she can't be treated this way. Yeah, you know? good like, for him. go to the back of the church. Like, mm-hmm. so he started talking to his royal aides about how he could marry Camilla. 
And one issue was the church wedding. Apparently, he wanted a religious ceremony, but the Archbishop of Canterbury riled it out because it would offend many Anglican... (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. It would offend many Anglican priests and parishioners. And there was also the issue of what Camilla's title would be. Would people Mm. accept her as a princess? Because that was Diana's title. Yeah. Or someday queen. (laughs) I just have this random note about 2005 that... (laughs) This is when Harry lashed out at paparazzi and wore his Nazi costume. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Wait, that's why he did it? (laughs) No. Oh. This was just in the same year. He lashed out a paparazzi, and then the same year, he went to a party dressed as a Nazi. A Nazi. A Halloween party. It actually wasn't Halloween. Oh. This is even worse. <laughs> I mean, it's bad either way, but why did he do it's it? It's even worse. It was a party that was themed, um, oh, I wish I had the other book with me. The theme was called something like Natives and Colonizers or something. Oh, that's a terrible theme. I know. Maybe it wasn't Colonizers. It was like Native, I don't think that was the word, but it was like, you get the gist. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's controversial crazy. theme. A very controversial they theme. Were and then him. he dressed as a Nazi. But still Nazi. I know. You could dress as I mean, it's still controversial. I'm not saying I support this theme, but he could have been like a pilgrim or something. How can you put a party dressed as a Nazi and then get like a red solo cup and then be like <laughs> drinking and like playing beer pong mm-hmm. and having fun when you're literally yeah. dressed as a Nazi. Yeah. Harry, that's pretty yeah. bad. Charles I is, think he knows that. Charles is very upset and he's upset with William because mm. apparently William knew he was going to go as a Nazi and like didn't stop him. So Yeah. <laughs> How old was Harry when he did that? I mean, it was stupid. He's When was he born? Psh, oh no. Don't make me. I don't know when he was Let's born. Let's say 18. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. He was like a teenager or yeah. early 20s or something. But that has nothing to do with anything, but I just put it in well, there. Well, it's good to know that Charles was like, that was yeah. really stupid. Poor queen. She was probably like, oh, she's like, and she's still living through all this drama. I she's know. She's like, can't we just be happy? And <laughs> Harry had the whole, like, naked and Vegas yes, stuff, yes, too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I know. Um, well, people forgave Harry for that, I, I will totally, say. Yeah, they can't forget his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Honestly, what Harry did was... <laughs> kind of worse I know. in some ways just kidding i mean it was bad it's subjective it was one day i guess it was just one day and it was stupid it was a bad theme and i do hate when people go to parties and don't follow the theme that's true but yeah. he should not have weird judgment maybe he thought like oh um you know people dress as the devil people dress as villains i'm gonna be a villain yeah i'm gonna be a nazi but <laughs> yeah not I don't okay, know. I'm Harry. being too generous right now. I think he knows that, though. He, I'm sure. Yeah. Harry, if you're Probably listening. Probably his biggest mistake. Yeah. Biggest mistake. Yeah. So then February 10th, 2005, the Evening Standard announced Charles and Camilla's engagement. I gotta say, remember in London, they used to hand out the Standard and the Evening Standard on the street. There were, like, these free newspapers. It was so cool. Yeah, they Just walking cool. down the street, and they just would hand you this newspaper, and you read it. So it's cool to imagine you're just in London and then you get handed this newspaper and it says they're engaged. Um, and what was this, 2005? 2005, 2005, wow. Yeah. I can't believe it's taken that long. I know. It was supposed to be announced on Valentine's Day, but apparently it was leaked or something. Yeah. I guess Camilla would have the right to be called Princess of Wales, but out of respect for Diana, she and Charles agreed she'd instead be known as Duchess of Cornwall, mm. and that is what she's known as today. And when he became 
king, she would be princess consort, a title never used before. Mm. But very recently, I guess the queen decided she'd be queen consort. Yeah, it seems like Camilla has really grown on the family. She has. I think she has. So, they had their wedding planned, but apparently Pope John Paul II died. Oh, I remember that. April 2nd, and... The funeral meant he had to postpone, meant Charles had to postpone the wedding. And I don't really know why, like, he had to go to the funeral. I don't quite get it, but that's okay. I guess he's just, like, a big public figure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. He's prince, pope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably knew each other. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't freaking know. So they finally got married, or as Camilla said, just two old people getting hitched. Mm. It was a small ceremony in front of 28 family members. Wow. In an unpretentious ascot room at Guildhall, which I had to Google what that was, and it's like a town hall in Windsor, basically. So they didn't have like a big yeah wedding. Did the queen go? The queen did go. Yeah. Did William and Harry go? Yeah. Wow. They were there. It made me upset because I was like watching some footage of it, like when they walked out on mm. YouTube, and everybody in the comments was like, "Oh, this wedding is horrible." Like, compare it to his wedding di- to Diana. It, it's it's like there's only two hundred people there. No one cares. And yeah, they did it out of respect, though. Yeah, like that would be just laughable if they had a huge lavish wedding. And they're like late fifties. Yeah, and it's his second marriage. Even regular people usually don't do that. You know? I know. Like your second yeah. marriage is usually a little quieter, more low key. Yeah, so I, it was bugging me that everyone was, like, saying it said something about Camilla that, oh, because she also wasn't wearing a tiara. She had, yeah. like, this weird hat thing. But, you know, if, if they did have a big wedding, <laughs> yeah. they would have gotten way more Yeah, they'd be like, this is that. so distasteful. Yeah. Nobody wants to see this. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it was a lose-lose situation. But I think they had a great wedding great day i think they're just happy they left arm in arm camilla gave her first royal wave then they took a limousine to windsor castle and they had a chapel service with 800 guests so that was pretty big um yeah 800 i feel like for us that's a lot you have like 150 it's like oh that's a big wedding yeah 800 they didn't end up yeah having like the church wedding it was like yeah town hall mm. then a chapel thing the Battle Smith book said, following his divorce, and perhaps des- he perhaps deserved credit for resisting the tendency of so many men of his generation to date a much younger woman. Instead, he stood by the woman who had captured his heart as a young man and whom he adored, wrinkles and all, for what she was inside. I think that sums it up. Me too. I mean, it's hard to hate them when they really just loved each other from day one. I know. From day one. And still... Apparently, the queen said at the wedding, I'm very proud and wish them well. My son is home and dry with the woman he loves. Aww. Which is very sweet. That's sweet that she finally accepted I it. I know. If they didn't just say that she had to be a virgin all I those know. years ago. <laughs> I know. It would have saved them so much embarrassment. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, in, the, in 2007, the queen gave Camilla her special hand-painted brooch of the sovereign. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a gesture. It seems like she has accepted her. Mm-hmm. I have this random note that Charles, because he, I mean, I think it's cool. He's been called kind of like an activist king. He mm. just gets so, he starts all these charities and events and things. And I just think it's funny 
He literally launched a trust for the endangered red squirrel in 2009. Oh, that's really sweet. That just shows you the kind of guy he is. Um, <laughs> and he has reached the uncomfortable milestone of the longest wait to take the throne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. It's crazy. He might never. Oh, I know. It makes me sad. I, I I mean, I'm an American, obviously. I have no stake in yeah. this. Like, I can't He's say He's going to have a very short reign, Yeah, but probably. I do want him to... get to be king Mm -hmm. i just i feel like he's been preparing for so long and it's frustrating probably within the next five years you know if i had to guess wow i'll be excited because i'm invested now i know but i'm into it now the queen (laughs) would have to die i know that'd be be a big deal yeah the queen respected camilla's willingness in middle age to take on busy royal schedule Despite Camilla's reputation, apparently, for being monumentally lazy in the nicest way possible, <laughs> according to Mark Bolland, the yeah. Operation PB guy. And she had her first on-record interview in 2013, and she said, "The thing, and I don't know if that's even true, but she said, the thing is, he is, meaning Charles, not going to stop at this age. He never, ever stops working. He's exhausting. I'm hopping up and down and saying, darling, do you think we could have a bit of you know, peace and quiet, enjoy mm. ourselves, but he always has to finish something. He's so in the zone. Mm. And today, so in 2015, only 35% of public, the public approved of Camilla becoming queen. Yeah. But today, apparently 73%. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Because honestly. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah, as I said, as we said, the queen now said she'll be queen consort when Charles becomes wow. king. And Charles and Camilla are still together to this day, literally 50 exactly years since they first met. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. And the end. Wow. That's all I have. I realize you never gave us the three words to describe oh, them. We forget about that I sometimes. know. So in love. <laughs> <laughs> so in Yeah, that's three. <sighs> we have to remember to do that. At the I know, I know. That's this is the first couple we've done that is still together. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, what's our percentage for if we think they're gonna stay together? I think it's a hundred percent. I say hundred too. I don't think they're gonna get divorced. Even if their marriage became irretrievably broken down. As Charles I said, don't think they'd they wouldn't divorce. I don't think <laughs> after all that they couldn't go through that. The, would suck. I know if they like then after all of that they can't be together. I don't think so. They still seem really cute. I have like some video clips. I don't know if I'll post them on our Instagram or something. By the way, we're significant lovers on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yep. If you don't follow us yet, we post very cute black and white pictures of everybody and mm-hmm. videos and stuff. But there's just some video clips of them like recently. You know they're in their 70s and they're still so cute like there's one of them um they went to canada and there were these throat singers performing for them and they just start like giggling and it seems like they can't stop and they're trying to stop because you know throat singers. that's so cute i know and then there's one of them i think they're in ireland and they go to a pub or something it's like some big official event like people are taking pictures and they have a pint of guinness Apparently, Charles doesn't like beer, but they have mm. Guinness, and he takes a drink, and then there's foam on his nose, and she, like, points it out to him, and they're laughing, Aww. and, like, I don't know, they seem cute. Yeah, the fact that they can laugh together, that really, yeah. that is a secret to a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Is yep. being playful, laughter. They went to the, I, w- I just, I don't know, I was watching all these clips, they went to the 
premiere of No Time to Die, that James Bond yeah, movie that was like I think I last remember year that. or something. Yeah. And it was so weird for me to see Charles and Camilla talking to Billy Island. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Wait, that's so funny. I know. Yeah. I was like, wait a sec. Is that Billy Island? Yeah, what? Wow. Like, just two very different worlds. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think they seem cute together, and they're still... I ship it. I, I ship, ship it. it, too. I know. Sue me. I ship it. I think they were meant to be together. Me and I, too. I, I, that does not take away from the fact that Diana was a wonderful woman and was treated unfairly. Yeah. And deserved better. Mm-hmm. But Charles, <laughs> he was never going to be the husband that Diana deserved. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, really obsessed with them now. No, I This I podcast made me... <laughs> I want to meet them. I want to just spy on them. Do you think they're searching <laughs> their own names on Spotify? Maybe, I mean, they're kind maybe. of obsessed with image and what people yeah, think. Yeah, true, true. You know, yeah. Operation PB, it worked on us. Yes, it worked on us. We will help you out. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, what if we, like, literally changed the narrative right now with this podcast I know, episode? right? We seriously could. We could. And, like, suddenly people start shipping them and yeah. love them after all this time. People didn't know they're a lovable couple. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that, like, no one's taken that angle. I'm sure some people have, but... There's a couple people in YouTube comments that are like, I've grown fond of Charles and Camilla. Yeah. Like, thumbs up. Let's popularize <laughs> it. Yeah. Guys, 50 years mm-hmm. of love. I mean... And counting. A lot of people can't do that. But I do wonder, like, would their relationship have been the same if they didn't have the same trials and tribulations that they needed in order to get to that point? Like, is that did that help them, kind of? You can never know mm-hmm. the answer to those kind of questions. Yeah. But maybe... I, I don't know. Like, maybe they became the people they are now because of everything they went through. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Seems like... I don't know. Charles was very uncertain about things and stuff, and he only did things his mom said to mm. and what other people said to but if you remember like the whole the wedding thing when she got pushed to the back he was finally ready to make a decision himself and be like okay like yeah you this is not gonna happen anymore like i need to marry her you know proud of him I and mean, really this is kind of why i don't believe that like the royal family was like really like had negative like intentions against diana like towards the end mm-hmm. or anything like that because like just the way that like the queen does show a lot of maturity to be able to, yeah. like, change her opinion on Camilla after yeah. all that time. Like, she hated Camilla. Yeah. But I don't even know if she did hate Camilla. I think she just really wants to keep the monarchy intact. And yeah, feels she's like cautious. The, it's a literally a thousand-year-old mm-hmm. instant, A thousand years. Like, you don't want to be responsible for ending it. Yeah. I think she felt like she can't be associating with somebody that the public doesn't like or that you know doesn't want the royal family to seem like they're immoral or something mm, it's a huge pressure yeah on her i don't think the queen like literally hated her or meant anything by it she yeah. just felt like it wasn't okay to be in the same room as her that's or understandable you know what I, mean? I mean it sounds really harsh but i don't think she's like an evil person or i wonder if the monarch ever will collapse i know probably Who's it going to be under? Yeah, it's kind of like, you don't want to be the one left. I know. It's like my um, friend, um, writer, he was in a 
uh, I probably shouldn't say this. He was in a fraternity in college that was, like, not super popular, and it started dwindling and dwindling. Oh, no. And when the fraternity finally collapsed, it was, like, him and one other person That's so left. Sad. So then all these alumni were, like, mm. you let it die. <laughs> oh, that is upsetting, yeah. I do think, I don't know, if you asked me in the past, I probably would have said, like, oh, it shouldn't exist or whatever. I shouldn't get into this. I have I'm, I have nothing to do with this. But I do think it is kind of cool to have this tradition, and I do think maybe you could spend less money on them, but, like, just this lineage. Yeah. And they don't get involved in things. It's like a stability, mm-hmm. you know? No, I like it. I don't yeah. think they should get rid of it. But th- that's just me. You don't need as many members. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, like, Andrew, Prince Andrew, first of all, I think he should just not even be, like, I'd be pissed if my tax money was going to him. Is it still? Is he still, like, on it? I want to say that, guys, I don't really know, but I feel (laughs) like I thought that they had cut him off. I think they at least revoked some stuff. Yeah, but I'd be pissed. (laughs) But even, like, his daughters, like, Beatrice and whatever her name is, do they really need to be... I know. Benefiting from the monarchy anymore? I'm sure they, they would be influencers. I'm sure they would get money somehow anyway. Yeah, just the you know? just the association with it. And yeah. they would have connections that could hook them up with a job. Yeah. I'm sure they still get like an inheritance or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Kelly, great job with that episode. <laughs> that was really good. Very entertaining. It's very long. How long is it? Let me guess. Right. What? Two hours and seventeen minutes longer we're at 249 (laughs) wow i guess we should end it there but guys we um if you want to contact us we're at significantlovers at Mm gmail.com i realized recently we never say like how to contact us yes instagram significant lovers yeah and you know what i thought would be fun even though like we keep our episodes a secret until it comes out yeah like if there's any couples you really want us to cover it would be fun if people sent us like voice recordings and then maybe when we do cover it we'll play that that's so true it'd be super cool if you want guys yeah this Uh, was a doozy this was really fun (laughs) yeah and if you're if you like listening to the podcast we have bonus episodes on our patreon so Mm -hmm. so far we've covered uh dave coulier and alanis morissette Mm -hmm. Gigi hadid i mean not (laughs) (laughs) i was about to just go along with that one (laughs) not Gigi. different blonde model and cara delavine and Ashley Bunsen. Mm-hmm. And, um, we should do Gigi Hindi. I know. I kind of forgot about her. Me too. <laughs> She's got some people. And uh, John Mulaney and Anna Marie Tendler and all that drama. Mm-hmm. So another love triangle. Yep. So we have another bonus episode next week. And yeah, give us a teaser about that. <gasps> what so, can we expect? This week was a 50-year romance. Mm-hmm. Next week is a much shorter fling (laughs) between a two very popular music stars r&b rapper and a Mm. pop star and they're kind of a did they date type of couple i will see i always worry these are too obvious i know but i feel like no people are like i don't know what it is (laughs) at least at least people have contacted me so yeah <laughs> wow do you think that sounds too obvious? well because i know who it yeah. is but yeah. mm-hmm. i'm excited well thank you guys so much for listening we love you we love you and we hope you have a great rest of your day yeah. 
Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell 